This wonderful weapon, which doesn't seem like a weapon at all, of barbed wire, something that was first invented a generation before to keep cattle penned in in the American West, and in the last couple of wars since then had been used, you know, sparingly and sort of experimentally. Now all sides take this wire with all these sharp edges and begin to use it as a fortification. This will be another one of these iconic things on the Western Front. And you don't even think that something like wire with little teeny barbs on it will make that much of a difference, but it proves to be one of the, you know, most important elements of the of the war on the Western Front. You can even make a case that they will invent weapon systems which still dominate militaries today simply to overcome the barrier created by things like barbed wire. <laughs> Look at this monkey's gigantic swinging fucking knots. Okay. Look at there. Okay. Uh, just I mean. um, just looking and let's see here. Do, uh, latest tweets show up as they happen. Um. Hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking. I want to see these, these monkey nuts. Uh, <laughs> Diaz and Mero had like a, they talked for like 20 minutes a couple weeks ago on an episode of Bodega Boys about yeah. how gorillas have like really small dicks. Yeah, I, I, that, I do, that is a known thing. I don't know exactly why, I, I don't think, I don't, I always remember Corolla, uh, back on the Loveline days, which I, I would defend as, as good. <laughs> that he thought the next evolutionary step would be uh, standardization of penis size. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> makes sense. I think he, before he was just, uh, we should have known even then. What was I know going that on he would him. turn out to be Wop Tim Allen. Oh my! Look at that monkey's balls. <laughs> he just goes, this uh, this formulation girl's running in terror. Oh, yeah. smoky and this gigantic swing of nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, welcome to wrestling is gross, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, uh, that is that. Yeah. Uh, well, episode uh, 23. 23. My name 23. is, what is, what is, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Yeah, um, this is, this is a good video of um, big, big monkey balls. I <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I you know um, I, I I see a lot of um, a lot of good animal videos on the TL. I feel like um, this is one of those things that you know like the 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 stereotypical like oh what do you what do you post on Twitter pictures of your cat and your fucking lunch like that was like a thing in 2012 that people would yeah say. yeah um, and they were right and it's good like it's good yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> fuck off it's well, all it's all good you know I remember. Um, uh, the great, uh, at shitshow.info, one of the few people I, I know who has ever successfully just fucking left Twitter. Okay. Uh, posted... I don't, I don't know her. Oh, uh, he was a dude. Well, He's I was, I was doing the Mariah Carey, uh, gift. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but he just, uh, you remember him posting these fucking nachos that someone found? Someone in a group chat that he, he didn't make, apparently. And they, and they were just like fucking cottage cheese and shit. I mean, that's like some fucking, that you you didn't see you didn't never watch Simpsons so you don't know Flanders I'm sorry. nachos. I don't know Flanders nachos. I'm yes, sorry. I, it's just 
I'm just thinking about, I mean, food, like the bad food is so good. Yeah. And, I Lane's mean, lunch. I don't know. Yeah. Lane's lunch. What is Lane's lunch but the most crucial shit? Yeah. Um, what if, what if they did an episode, um, Homer's lunch and it was just, we could, there's gotta be, uh, somebody has definitely made anime, like cartoon Lane's lunch fan art at this point, right? Yeah. Um, um K-pop Lane's lunch. <laughs> uh, it's kimchi over, uh, the beans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, BTS. It's uh, short for <laughs> Between the Sheets, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't, if you weren't aware, um, people yeah. People forget this. Bix. People forget Bix, but uh, we actually fought a war in Korea. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I, I haven't listened to that show in a while, uh, but I, I, I'm happy to see they're still having Bo James on every other week. So yeah, the King of Forts. Yeah, the king, yeah, yeah. He's he's got them all open, and he's running a VPN. Um, no, well we've got a we've got a show here. Um, I, you have you have time. We both have time today, so this is going to yeah. be a real. We haven't talked in. When was the last time we recorded an episode? It was like three and a half weeks ago. So it's yeah, yeah. What the? I don't remember what. It was the fucking NGI on the thirteenth. Uh, no, it was the twenty. It was the twenty first, actually. So we recorded so, the two days before that. So I guess it's only been like three weeks. But I feel it was, yeah. But then it was like longer before that because then right. It's been only once and like we didn't do like anything in September. Time. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a time. Um, that's okay. It's we the the plan originally right was we were going to do every two weeks. Yeah, and we haven't done that, but. We started the show, I think our first episode was middle of January this year, 2019. Something like that, yeah. And if we are... I already have an anniversary lineup planned, by oh, the way. Oh, God. For the love of God. <laughs> uh, I think um, we're, we're going to hit 26 episodes like th- th- for the year. So we, in theory, we'll have had every other week. Uh, we could just change the dates on all the episodes and yeah, I can, I can um, delete all the tweets, repost them all and say something. I don't know what happened. Um, and we can convince people that we've been on a regular schedule. Uh, yeah. how do you feel about that idea? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> some people might call it gaslighting. Yeah. We're gonna... People don't know what gaslighting is. Get out of my face. If you're Lauren Duke, a bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to red pill. Uh, is that, is that re- what red pill means? I'm, I, Still not. I'm not clear on gaslighting, uh, red pilling. I just found out what a volcel is. Volcel. Uh, volcel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is that's really cool. I think it's a really cool thing. I have yeah. Volcel is fine. You yeah. know, technically, you know, so a lot of people <laughs> are. There's an irony cell. You know, that's just someone who just does fuck because it's just funny. Yeah. Fuck. I think that's fun. I agree. I um, me and Paul recorded a Bill Podberg Goldcast like a month and a half ago, two months ago, and. I had uh, just read Black Pill for the first time, wow. um, and I, I didn't know what that was. And I had like I looked it up like five minutes before we recorded. And if you listen to those episodes, you can tell that I'm shook. <laughs> you can tell. It's just, I like how it's just like everything is for the um, the window of this one fucking scene in The Matrix that yeah. ultimately is obviously about repressed. Um, desire to start uh, hormone therapy uh, <laughs> that they latched onto as, you know, the gateway to enlightenment and shit, and that the opposite of enlightenment is nihilism, but you have to have that um, made tangible with the black pill, which, which, what the fuck, I mean, 
what what was that? Sh- it's just like I can't think. Oh shit! It's It'd like it, funnier it, if I can think of the word for the what. You put it up your ass. Uh, suppository? suppository. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. You just say, that's, hey, that's you know, look, if you ever need help with a thing like that, you just say you put it up your ass and I'll hit you with the word. No problem. Absolutely. Um, much, much respect uh, and, and to those who still, I haven't, I'll tell you what, I haven't put anything up my ass in like a long time. I was actually discussing this with my wife, like not that long ago. Um, and I was saying to her, I think the, I think the days of me like wanting to put things in my ass are, are behind me. Uh, no, pu- no pun intended. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know exactly like when that switch was flipped. Um, you know, cause my early twenties, I was just, I was putting all kinds of stuff up there just, you know, and, and I, I guess, you know, you have, As you, do, yeah. you have kids and you, I, we, I, I, I own a home. I've got, I've got like a great, I've got a whole basement. I could f- be fucking myself in the ass right here on this floor right now. You um, could, I mean, and you have, uh, above average, uh, average carpentry skills, uh, Arn Anderson style. <laughs> you could make, you could recreate, uh, you know, the fucking machine that Clooney has in Burn After Reading. Right. If, I forget about so desired. his basement is really something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I, I saw that in the theater, and I remember the the big scene. No, I'm not going to spoil the big scene, but the scene where the guy jumps out of the closet. Um, yes, I remember. I heard someone scream, like a like a, a grown woman scream, and it sounded like she was going to cry. Um, and it was it was just mm, ah, it was just the best. I that is one of my favorite theater experiences. Uh, I also saw a serious man in the theater and like watched half the audience walk out halfway through. <laughs> um, so yeah, the people are just, people are dumb. I don't, you know, I don't, I think a fuck machine would be an interesting, uh, like summer project to make, but there's like, so I, I look, I can cut wood. I can fasten wood it, like the mechanical stuff like that. The, I, I, I wouldn't know where to begin. So I'd have to look up some, some YouTube tutorials, maybe. Uh, yeah. Might might go ahead and do that after we're done here, because you 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 planted the seed in my head, um, and now you know it's it's festering. <laughs> uh, I speaking of um, individuals with uh, experience with fucking machines, stretched assholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely won in our opening match. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No good. I, so, all right. So. What we're talking about at Sushi Onita, and we're talking about the 30th anniversary of Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Uh, we're, we're recording this on October 12th. It's probably going to come out October 18th or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we missed the the 30th anniversary of the first FMW show, which is okay because earlier this year we did the the May 5th show. I got that shit out on May 5th. It was, yeah, know, it was a beautiful damn time. I was um, so good at this back then. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, we're we got the ECW episode out. That's right. That's right. See, I'm, yeah, it's we'll just get, been we'll get very. Back there. It's been recently. I mean, we got out the Togo episode, the Gold Dust Jubilee episodes. That's Those right. Are, so it's just been recent run of yeah. Uh, things. Yeah, so far in that, I'm like sixty nine for seventy, but I'm lagging behind now. So we'll see if we can pull it together. And I, I think this is a subject that we obviously we we did the FMW anniversary show we've talked about Onita in another episode maybe two other episodes uh, I don't want to talk about other episodes all day though today we're talking about the 1989 and dipping a little bit into 1990 the uh, Atsushi Onita series with Masashi Ayagi 
as well as the matches that surrounded it, where he uh, he was. I, I don't know the, the history of how he made FMW, how how well planned out it all was. If he was doing all these touring big matches in different places, uh, you know, with did he have promotional materials like printed out? Was he ready to go with this stuff? I really have no idea. Um, but I know some, but a lot of it, as always, you know, you have to take it with that uh, that salt, that grain of salt, because of how carny it all is. Yeah. And yeah. there's like stuff that we have that's that's missing, of course, because I mean, fuck knows. Well, like, what, what we ha- I, a lot I, of what we have is handheld, so we're lucky yes. to even have what we have. Yes, like for example, the I, I for I'm not to transition, not to tr- uh, segue into our first watch because what we have that is uh, that's from April 30th, 1989, which I thought was his return match. I also thought that that was. Or turn match for Ryu Mago himself. I thought that that was the first Pioneer Senshi promotion show. No, the first one of those happened in 1988, and Onita made his return against Grand Hamada in November 1988 at a Pioneer show. Uh, yeah, which we don't fucking have. Okay, that no, sounds I mean, great. Again, that sounds awesome. Like we don't have that. We are lucky to have this. It's Atsushi Onita exactly. versus Ryu Mago Pioneer Pioneer. What is it? Senshi. Pioneer Senshi, uh, April 30th, 1989. Now, what is what is the Pioneer? What is this okay. promotion? Um, it was a promotion formed by Ryumago. Um, I, I can't remember his actual name. Uh, Ultra 7, uh, Scumlord, uh, Takasi, uh, Takasagi. Okay. Takashugi. His fucking name is ridiculous. And Apollo Shigawara. Uh, with I don't know any of these people. I don't know who you're talking. about. I mean, about. there's some scumbags. You know, you, they you you'd see them on Mishinoku Pro or or Wing or War Cards and stuff like that. Sure. And then um, with guest appearances from other uh, scumbags. Got, yeah, yeah, Hamada and then Onita. Okay, and yes, you said uh, Ultra Seven. Ultra Seven was like a uh, that was like a an old sci-fi show, right? Yeah, Originally. it was like a yeah, it was sort of a cartoon or I don't fucking know. If I think it was like it. a Power Rangers live action sort of thing. I, Indeed, like, yeah. This is the kind of thing that, like, obviously we have friends that would know all about this stuff and they're going to yes. be just ba- banging their fists against the table as we don't know uh, who who Ultra 7 is. What's the what's the, the other one? Uh, uh, Ultraman? Is that right? Ultraman? I'm going to Google this. Yeah, I'm going to look up... Uh... Ultra, Ultraman, yeah, Ultraman Taro, Ultraman Tiga, Ultraman Leo. I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it appears to all be pretty pretty similar and all part of the same sort of category. Um, Ryuma Go did a lot of... He, he had a lot of uh, dabblings with, the I don't know, for lack of a better term, sci-fi wrestling. Yes. Do you have... I don't know a lot about this stuff. I, I've seen the match from the... Didn't he do a match with like monsters at the big Tokyo Dome? Uh, yeah, uh, co-promoted the, show. Yeah, that and that one is fairly famous because Foldy brings it up in one of his books. I think that's the only one I've seen. Yeah, he did a lot of weird shit. He he needed money. He definitely okay. So right, whoever, he he had some yakuza ties, and I don't know what exactly. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but he. Straight off the path of being a uh, New Japan or All Japan regular, um, he can't. Um, yes, he debuted for New Japan, uh, left for All J- 
I love this uh, cage match. It's very reliable. Oh, there's so a lot of gaps like, in there. I'm looking too. Yeah, it's like looking. Yeah, debuted from New, New Japan and then immediately left for IWE. Okay. And showed up in all Japan, then Stampede, and then you know, fucking. Oh yeah, his all, 70s are yes. a mess. Wow. I know, and that that's what he has a uh, lineage that he ends up one of my um the fucking funniest matches I've ever seen listed um from june 22nd uh, 1994 uh billy jack haynes cw <laughs> bergstrom and ray mysterio jr defeat colonel de beers psychosis and ryuma go okay. in vancouver washington oh in vancouver <laughs> that's a okay i thought you were gonna say in cork and hall because that at least would kind of make sense uh, no that was no he had a lot of ties with uh the dono and, yeah pacific northwest uh, huh yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Billy Jack Haynes working in '94. I just assume, um, I, I should have assumed that that was yeah. some. Yeah, some. What's the name? Buck Owens? No, that's somebody else. Don Owen. Don Owen. Yeah. 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 And that. Yeah, that's a um, co-promoted card with AAA. Uh, AAA. Uh, yeah, AAA. <laughs> and the main event is uh, some uh, Bruiser Brian Cox. Don't actually know who that is. Mm-hmm. And Los Gringos Locos, uh, Eddie Grove and Love Machine Art Bar with Tanya Harding. I don't with, know if with, that's actually Tanya Harding. With I would kind Tanya of. Tanya Harding? <laughs> with action? Yes. Okay. And, uh, defeating Blue Panther, Conan, and Paraguayo. Okay. That's a fuck it. I mean, you have a Masquerita Sagrada, a Spectrito match, a Sawyers versus, uh, Chava, uh, versus, uh, Chava and Mondo Guerrero. Like, this is an absurd card. That is actually, I, looking it up, that is the real Tanya Harding accompanying, <laughs> accompanying, yeah. uh, Art Bar and, uh, and Eddie Guerrero. Art Bar was a, 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 a Portland guy, wasn't he? He was, like, yeah. his, his dad was. Sandy Bar, is that right? Sandy Bar, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, the, the best. Surprised I was able to pull that time. name out of my ass, cause I fucking haven't thought about anything that forever. Um, uh, well. That sounds like a cool show. I would I would love to see Tanya Harding uh, and Art Bar hang out. That seems yeah. that seems like uh, you know there, some bad things could happen in their trailer, um, assuming they were in a trailer together. Yeah. This match, um, I don't. Ha- I I'll be honest. I, I I'm I, I'm excited that we get to talk about Rio Mago because when else are we gonna get a chance to do that? Yeah, Rio Mago is. Um... Incredible worker when you see it is him in his prime. Uh, really oh, man. Fujinami match from like 1980, right? Yeah. Uh, like a WWF light or junior heavyweight title or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm not really sure if that was for the title. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was for that. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Ryumago as like a as a uh, New Japan junior heavyweight in that in that era with uh, Sayama and a Dynamite Kid, uh, Hoshino. I, other guys, I don't know. I'm, I'm not super well versed, but Hamada, um, Hamada, of course. Babe, Babeface was around, wasn't he? Babeface, Babyface, Babyface. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, good stuff. They're, they're, yeah, check out Rima Go like, versus yeah, uh, dude with a fairly similar to Fujinami in that he had good size, but was still like an absurd, like could move like a motherfucker. Yeah, and but no, just uh, it all went to seed for him, and this is. Now, this is sort of what I had always figured was the absolute return match for uh, Onida. Okay. Which it's not. Return it's from what, exactly? What, what, where had his, he gone? Okay, now, of course, he had retired in 1985 due to knee injuries. And now, at the time, he, were, he was an All Japan junior? 
Yes. Okay, right. Uh, he was a uh, very, very agile, very – it's like – Oh, yeah. Yeah, and – I haven't and, seen a lot of that All Japan stuff, but you watch him and Fuchi in Memphis, and he yes. he moves. Fuchi moves like crazy too, like yeah. fast tag team, definitely. Yeah, and and then if you see this, his the his knees have these double have a brace on both knees. He looks fucking, which does play into the match. The match is smartly worked. Um, it's I wouldn't call this like an an uh, superlatively great match, but for what it is, I think it's very good. And um, and you know, I think it gets over both of these guys. And it, and the most important thing is that it gets over like what the Oni- the reinvented Onita is. Sure. Sure, he's um, he comes in, he does he. So, what is he? He he hits a wild tope like early on, um, which is a, a spectacular tope because uh, Rima Go is like climbing onto the apron when Onita yeah. hits him, and they both just fall really hard to the floor. Uh, this is a Corican, right? It's hard to tell. Yes. Oh, know, I actually thing, have a note about um, that. Except our um, one of the Aoyagi matches is at uh, Corican. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I. I as usual, I watch this on my phone um, and in my car at 1 a.m. on break from work. And I was trying to charge my phone and I was like looking at the percentage slowly go up. Um, and I was like, it was distracting. You know, it's very distracting yeah. to watch a wrestling match. Uh, but then uh, uh, Onita hits him with a chair, a very reckless chair shot. Go gets busted open, I think, probably from going into the post on the floor. Hard to say exactly. Yeah. Because Onita's a, also I mean, headbutting the it, shit out of him the entire match. Yeah, this is this establishes that Onita, uh, his main thrust is that at this point is going to be to do just headbutts the shit out of people. Yeah, which I mean, and we see, uh, I mean, we saw that in the Terry Funk match we did on our five five episode. You know, sure. our, like like that is like his. He doesn't have a lot left, um, uh, like on this lower half of his body, but he can. He could still headbutt someone and not give a fuck. Um, right. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the Terry Funk match. And actually, I, well, besides the Hayabusa match that we talked about on that episode, uh, him versus Funk, him versus Tinryu, the the Onita that you like, for for me, I, I, I came to know and love Onita through FMW, through like mid-90s FMW. Yeah. And had never seen like this version of him or the athletic, you know, Memphis and, and All Japan Junior Heavyweight version of him until, you know way later in my my history of watching Onita matches. And so he has a tendency in the 90s especially to mostly just sell. He gives a lot more to his opponent. Yeah. Like he is he is a he's a classic uh you know babyface who is just dying out there and he's got big comebacks. He's got a you know fantastic um set of signature moves his DDT and the power bomb obviously. But it's interesting here, and and in a lot of these matches actually, because he he seems like he takes, especially this one, he takes a lot of this match. He like controls the majority of this match with those headbutts, um, and he he's, he's got the kind of headbutt here, especially. Rumago has a pretty thick head of hair, uh, yes. which Onita uses to his advantage because he grabs the hair with like with the left fist, and then he just as he does the uh, as, as he you know swings his neck and head forward for the headbutt. He's also pulling his opponent's head towards him. And it it's like it's they are violent fucking headbutts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It he he hits a like a big missile drop kick. Um he's got he's got some stuff, you know, he's got some interesting stuff that I 
I don't know. I don't know what I expected. I mean, obviously, Onita is like a headbutt guy. He always he always was in the '90s, like in the Terry Funk match, obviously. But there's <laughs> there's like entire matches that we're talking about today where the headbutt is like 80 percent of what his offense is, and it's great. It's yeah. it's really cool. It's very and it's because it's like it's definitely like him finding like okay, so I'm 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 broken down it's like what do what what do i know i can do well i could throw headbutts i could and i i i know i could throw a good headbutt when i was in all japan but you don't need good like, knees to throw a good headbutt yeah exactly you just need you, you just need i mean you know you just need to be able to throw yourself into it barely need your knees for that yeah yeah, it's the, um, the the leverage on a headbutt comes largely from the upper body and the neck. I mean, obviously this is wrestling, so it doesn't really matter. But if you're going to break it down logically, you can you can have a guy work your your knee over the entire match, which Go does here uh, when he is on yeah. offense, and you can still logically throw a, a, a hard ass headbutt and without you know without the 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 nerds the nerds being like me and you, but also yeah. people far worse than us being like, well, that, I don't. I don't know about that. I, you know, Sonata's not selling the leg when he does the the big moonsault. So, like, yeah. which we should be criticizing him, obviously. But like, it, this isn't that, and there's not a lot to really pick apart here uh, from a negative frame of mind like that because these guys are. Uh, this is a this isn't a great match, but it's worked really logically. And I I, I did have written down also, uh, and I want to bring this up now before I forget uh, the. I had written down that I wasn't sure if this was Corkin. It looked like Corkin. And then they went uh, brawling through the crowd, and we see the classic East and West yes. sign on the wall. One of the first, and this is because we have very little 80s Corkin. This is yeah. 89 is about the beginning of when we have Corkin stuff because that's part of the indie promotion boom, obviously. Sure. Uh, but and yeah, New Japan wasn't like, taping TV at you know at Corkin until like later on. Yeah, why they didn't fucking need to. Um, of course, they just, all Japan didn't need to, and there weren't there wasn't much else. There wasn't like so we have very we have very little um, from the eighties, but it's been running shows for forever for like twi- for I mean since the sixties since the early seventies. Really, like that, I didn't know yeah, it was around that long. Okay, yeah, it's just we just don't have the it just wasn't a TV from it just sure. because there were so many other well and indie promotions weren't as prevalent then right like yes, it was it was your big your big three your IWE and your JWA yeah or whatever. they had I mean they had um, the predecessor to uh, Sumo Hall which was Sumo Hall but I can't remember the because it's does a different fucking name sure in actual Japanese course they had Budokan they had Ota Ward they had uh, the national gyms they had. That place that we saw the uh, the Mill uh, Destroyer match where Mill oh, yeah. crushed ass knots. Yeah, the, um, that place looked like it had really bad air conditioning. Yes, there's a lot of them where yeah. like, somewhere I can't remember where it is that is completely just abandoned by about 2000. That, sure. Uh, because there's just no air conditioning, and like then there's other buildings. Um, you know, they weren't just trying Tokyo, of course. There's soccer. Yeah. And Kyoto and and so forth, but like. So that, it, but like you see that and it's like, whoa, it, it does feel like those signs are already there. Like, yeah, this is the beginning of something, yeah. which is really I cool. I don't know if it's the earliest, might be, it might be the earliest Corican, uh, I, I've seen, but I was, I was really excited when I saw the sign. Um, I also, I, I wonder, 
I opened up my eyes and saw the song. Yeah, no, anyway. that's good. That's good. I like that. But that'll be our song. Um, I was. Uh, well, no, we're gonna, all, all that she wants is another baby. That's my shit. Um, that's yeah, that's the same thing. Um, no, I, 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 I was wondering where does the um, the camera, like the hard cam, on like a modern Corican show. I want to know if it points north or south. This is just. It's in my head. I want to know. <laughs> Is Look, is the east uh, side? Because somebody's got to know this. Somebody's definitely paid attention to this, right? <laughs> I am certain <laughs> it would point the west side. The west west side seems to be where the entrance isn't. The west side where the entrance is. I don't are. know. I don't know. Like I, I never considered this. Head. This is fucking hard because it's it's a, it's an iconic sign. But right, try to tell. It's like. Well, I can't. It's really hard to. I'll if play. anybody knows which side, like the the high bleachers, like the high stadium seats, are on, and the and the hard cam, please let us know. Um, yes, uh, and then what was did did Necro jump off the balcony on the east or or the west side? I must know. Um, this match is it's it's cool. It's not great. Watch watch it if you if you want to see like completionist. Yes, Onita pre shit. It doesn't have – it has a smart finish, um, and it's a sort of work-shoot finish in a weird way. Sure. I wasn't sure about that. I wasn't sure if that was a ref stoppage or a submission. Because- yeah, that's a ref stoppage because of um, – Rimago goes for a lot of figure fours. He brings breaks out a spinning toe hold. He is completely working these and as bad and, like, with the double braces like on, for Onita, it's like – the ref just call just says like no okay. you're you're done and it's very it's smart it's like because obviously like Onita at that point knew that he was he was coming back yeah he didn't know exactly I don't think he knew at this point that he was going to be doing uh, <laughs> exploding cage matches but he it's, knew something. this is only eight months before the first barbed wire match that he did in FMW. So yeah. he 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 must have had a dream. He, knew, he had new song. Yeah, he definitely had ideas, but it's I can't imagine he <laughs> thought he was going to be filling out uh, on uh, Kawasaki Stadium and all that. What are they gonna of... say about him, man? They're gonna say he had plans, man. <laughs> well, um, Tarzan Goto doing the uh, Dennis Hopper speech from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, the, it's it's cool. Uh, it's it's this all feels very modern. I think it, this is a fan cam shot, so it's not like super easy to watch. Although the quality is good enough, um, but there's like hard headbutts. There's uh, Onita does like a dynamite kid flying headbutt, yeah, and th- it all feels pretty modern. I could see this match happening like on a, on a mid card today, and people like if this. I mean, if this match happened, like if this was Ren Narita versus one of the white guys that works for New Japan openers now. Clark Connors, yeah. Michael Richards. Man, we haven't talked about this. New Japan has a young lion named Michael Richards. And I think (laughs) that's the one, that's the Fallway guy, which is very funny. Oh, yeah. Because Fallway definitely likes saying the end. Yeah, for sure. There's no way he does. For sure. It's it's not funny. Stop laughing. It's my Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. (laughs) Stop laughing. It's not funny. Um, yeah, so Michael Richards, Rio Mago, um, have we talked about Epstein yet? We'll get to him. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Moving uh-huh. on? Yeah, um, you know, and uh, Rio Mago, I mean, maybe we'll talk about our next Onita opponent versus Rio Mago, because they have some matches that are fucking kick-ass. We get to, okay, doubtful. so, in doubtful. the interim, <laughs> I'll fucking find out. Now, in between, we, um, 
if you look it up, and if I if, and if when I say if you look it up, if you like go to Bahu site or whatever, um, like there, um, it said that um, Onita, to Bahu. yeah, Onita made a showed up at a UWF uh, show, the second UWF incarnation, the one that was fully shoot style, sure. not the one that was bringing in Dutch Mantel to uh, main event and first ever show, <laughs> um, and like he wanted to prove himself as a martial artist he wanted to just i mean he's just being a shit really? talker, a grandstander yeah but he but he was he got thrown out of the building so he made he issued a challenge now there's a lot of mystery around this show and who exactly ran it and what exactly what the fuck it was for i don't know anything about like for years like nobody actually knows the date of this match I'm going with July 2nd, 1989. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. Okay. But for years, and I know you have to, you saw, you definitely saw this as June 2nd, right? I so, have it as, I have it as 6-2. Yeah. 6-2, yeah. 89. It's, it's Onita versus Masashi Oyagi, first of yes. three that we're going to talk about. Keep, keep going. I'm curious about what okay, this is. Okay. So, um, nobody knows if it was June or July okay. for whatever reason. It I was hot wonder, outside. We know that. <laughs> yes. I almost wonder if that's because of the other dating convention. They saw O2 and they're like, well, whatever. Or maybe they just didn't fucking know. They just, and we also don't know if this was a, uh, run by the world karate association or a different martial arts. John. Okay. And, and this is not on cage match. Yeah, this yeah, is not and, on cage match for sure. Okay. And then we also um are unsure. I am unsure if this was a uh tribute show to the man who uh created uh the Tiger Mask manga series. Okay, cuz you had it written down as I have listed Kajawara, as, is that right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know who that Kajawara was. Is I, the creator of Tiger Mask and some other shit uh Big anime. famous cartoonist. He okay. had multiple shows run in his name with like all the. Was he the first guy to draw the titties really big? <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm sorry. No, he definitely wasn't. No, no. I mean, yeah. That that was you tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't mean, uh, you know, uh, the the great challenger to the uh, Gaora t- TV title. Uh, that was his grandson, actually. Um, yeah. Well, so we don't know what this show is. We don't know when it took place, but we have it written down as either June or July 2nd, 1989. Um, this is a rounds match. Um, yes. It seems to be in a boxing ring. I have written down, I don't know who Kujiwara is, or Kajiwara is. Um, the announcer goes over rules, but it's in Japanese, so I have no idea what the rules are. I, I later figured out it's rounds. Yeah. Uh, Onita comes out to Great Balls of Fire. Which is very, yes, that's an interesting, yeah. um, isn't it? Showing he was rockabilly even before he debuted his, like, greaser look later in his career. Um, like, uh, I, you gotta wonder he, how much his time in Memphis influenced him to be, like, such a, such a nerd. Yes, this, uh, for record on this card, we have, uh, Fujiwara defeated someone. Uh, Shinya Hashimoto defeated Tatsushi. Where did you find a card? Uh, Wrestling Data, the superior oh. German wrestling. Is that also run by a German guy? Yes, run by <laughs> nerds that are still gets shit wrong all the fucking time. But Axel is mm, better Striga. than Striga. Dark Striga. Yeah. Alt and Striga. then, uh, yeah, Shinya Hashimoto defeats, uh, Tatsushi Goto. Whoa. That match probably cool as fuck. Yeah. Rumi Kazama defeats Kyuta Suzuki. I bet that was fun. Uh, also good. I like both of them. Hmm. And then our main event, 
Miyagi versus Anita. So this is like this is a nice little card to go to on a Sunday in uh, July. Sure. Uh, or June. If this was yes, <laughs> I don't know what day it would have been if it was June. Yeah. It could have been fucking Thursday or some shit. Well, it was so nice on a Thursday. Doesn't matter. Did you laugh um, this- when Great Balls of Fire played? Yes, oh god, I did. Of course I did. Um, just not because I wasn't expect, not just because I wasn't expecting it the first time I heard it, but also, Onita, the man who cl- claimed he has slept with 10,000 women, 20,000 really? women. Yes, he's, he's on that He's list. a Chamberlain? Yeah, he's Chamberlain or Gene Simmons, uh, you know. Oh, who else couples. was it? It was, um, uh, uh, Joel Schumacher said he had, he had slept with like 10,000 people. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, do you hear, do you know about this? I've heard I've heard this. Uh, <laughs> Scott Steiner has also has it multiple. Wrestlers well, that's not a claim. Books. We've got records of that. We all know yes. that's real. Um, I want to just I want to say uh, the rockabilly look is my favorite, and I just want to shout out Vampiro for his serious rockabilly look that he debuted at Triple Mania. Um, oh, God. Because uh, I, I forgot that that but happened. But do you think, I don't, here's the thing, I don't think Onita would marry his uh, 13-year-old cousin. No, I no. I Onita needs to. Have you listened to the uh, the E1 episode where they got Felix on and it's, I forget what the actual like name of the show is or the topic, but they just... Felix is like a rockabilly guy, and he's talking about uh, uh, his well-established what uh, fucking hatred of uh, rockabillys after he moved to wherever the fuck in Brooklyn. Yeah, and that <laughs> one of the one of the fun, like the still Chapo bits that is still the funniest ever is his Gary Tasteman riff. Sure, yeah, yes. Um, but shouts out just, to <laughs> the, yeah. they're canceled, but you know. E one is E one just did a hundred episodes. That 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 show is a firing on all of the cylinders. I mean, there's a lot of people who are canceled. You know. Um, oh, that entire oh, that entire team is canceled. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, what I was thinking about like, uh, well, like there's a guy on the uh, last podcast on the left. Are you familiar with that as a name of a show? Yeah, I've I've listened to what uh, over two hundred episodes of it. Not in a long yes. time. It's it's I, really gotten bad. But yes, Henry's... I actually think it's gotten. Better, but it's not. But weirdly, because I just think I like the professionalism. But there are worse stories. Sure. But Henry is extremely. But Kiss Ben Kissel has a sh- wrestling show now. Oh god. Of all of all fucking time, like it took him fucking this long. And you know who the guest was apparently on their most recent one that they had on their main feed. I saw. Don't tell Brody me. King. Kath Barbadaro. <laughs> no, it was Brody King. <laughs> okay, I was close. <laughs> That's an extremely canceled, motherfucker. Um, we are not. I don't think anybody will have any. I mean, he's secretly canceled, but still. He deleted know. the tweets where he said the n word. Right. Yes. Brody yeah. King shouts out. Uh, like those head scissors that you do. <laughs> oh man, like in Van- yeah, making uh, Bandito look like uh, fucking uh, like super porky, like in his damn walker. Uh, so you can do Bandito, a very lucha. a very fast and skilled, like you know, athletic dude. I'm, I'm not one of my favorite wrestlers, but Bandito is fucking fast. Like yeah, he te- Bandito, he I mean, teams he with Flamita, and he doesn't look like bad by comparison. Flamita's like the fastest person in the planet, like. Or was five years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's getting pudgy, which is cool. I'm, I'm proud. I'm good at that. I like Flamita getting this swole. Yeah, uh, I, I like Fl- I like Flamita. I've always liked Flamita. I like yeah. And I, I like Bandito. I think he's. I don't think he's perfect. I, but um, it sucks they're in when, the sphere that they're in now. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have like four years of experience and uh, PWG decides that you're like the best guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so sure. Snapchat shows after you. Um, 
But anyway, Aoyagi versus see what's okay. This is fine. We'll just we'll just talk. It's cool. Um, So this is okay. So these matches are both extremely easy to break down and extremely difficult to break down. Yeah, you can put. You want to go round by round? Like I don't know if we even do that. I don't know if we do that for. Not for this one. Definitely not for this not one. Not for this one. This one is the le- one where that least functions, least plays into it, for, at least in my mind. Um, but, so, I mean... We should say, it, Aoyagi is a... What is Aoyagi's background? He, he's wearing a gi. He's a judo... He a, Olympic judo guy? No, he is a uh, karateka. He is karate. Okay. Uh, do- he r- ran a dojo, um, produced many guys, um, but who became, like, karate guys but his wrestlers his two most famous students are uh, akatoshi saito okay and the man who M- killed mr harumsawa yeah and mitsuhiro matsunaga who, who has probably it. killed somebody too <laughs> yeah mr fucking danger who will show up on the show uh, i did look also in a akatoshi saito only appeared on one fmw show it was that fmw show but it was in like a karate exhibition match and man like a akatoshi war and a promotional thing no it was just the 89 it was just it was oh, okay. real yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was his first match ever. And but yeah. it was, so it was just an exhibition <laughs> thing. Uh, but, like, man, that would have been that would have been fun. Sure. Him versus Onita. Um, all those guys. Caught, love... Get his big tits caught in the, uh, in the barbed wire. I'd watch that. Yeah. And, uh, and as it turns out, now, Aoyagi is sort of presented as, like, a straight-laced guy. But as we'll see throughout this, and then as you see during the development of his career, that dude is an incredible carny himself. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who worked uh who got new japan to book a uh his dojo versus new japan uh like the representatives just in that feud where just uh kuniaki kobayashi and uh shiro koshinaka who you know no slouch is there sure. like a meaningful feud and then ended up turning that into heisei ishinkan which is sure the like 92 93 japan right uh, yeah, that's that feud, and then that Heisei that... Shingun ran for ages. They never won a title or anything, but the, they had a bunch of shows that were promoted um, right. on their own. They were more successful than the fucking Bullet Club ever, where like just <laughs> well, imagine up, like, uh, imagine what a the Bullet, are good. Bullet Club um, produce show. Um, well, we have that now. <laughs> Yeah, it's called yeah, exactly. AEW. Thank you. Um I, I was just I, I know I didn't have to say that. You 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 had spelled it out pretty well, but just in case anybody's listening out there, Bullet Club Produce is on TNT Wednesdays every <laughs> every Wednesday. Um you know what? Oh, we're not gonna talk about it, but episode two of AEW Dynamite. Really good. <laughs> it's really disappointing how good it was. Um this well, is Oh, we no, put ahead. Dustin in a TV match, and hey, yeah. things will happen. We he said that on our Dustin episode. We are fully vindicated in that. Yeah, I guess We've that's been true. vindicated our whole lives. <laughs> and uh, Dylan Hill tweeted, uh, shout out to uh, Get 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 Mander's book. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, no, here's – like, I'm going to post the DMs that I had <laughs> No, um, said uh, it vindicates the uh, DVDVR uh, Dustins of the day that uh, AW Dynamite beat NXT head-to-head. And it does. Sure. It always, we always knew that Dustin Rhodes was, he A, was, a better wrestler than Triple H, and B, a better draw. He's, a, he's the key. Yeah, he's the, yeah, he is, he is definitely the key. He, man, good for him. I don't know. He looked good. He, him and, him and uh, Adam Page, I'll watch yeah. that team. That was yeah, like, why not? That was, they were cool. I don't know. Um, they're not here, though. They don't fight rounds matches. Onita is, okay, 
so Aoyagi is all kicks, right? That's yeah, all kicks. All some, uh, you know, he's got he's got some he's got some uh, karate of uh, like open hand frosts sure. too, but it's mostly chops, the kicks. Some like some yeah overhand chops and stuff. Um, Onita in these matches is like really into like a double leg takedown. He keeps going like he keeps doing like obviously yeah. in a stand up exchange he gets owned by the kicks, um, but. The amount of times that he like drops down and takes takes Ayagi down and locks him in, you know, a, like a Kimura at one point, maybe not yes. in this match. Like he does a he does a Fujiwara armbar. Like it's it's very strange. It's it's very strange. Uh, the third round, Onita comes out like he's been he's gotten his ass kicked the entire time. I do want to say the in between rounds, Ayagi's cornerman. There's a moment uh, where one of them is like pulling his hair, like pulling it straight up. And I don't know if that's like a fighting technique, like muscle relaxation or just some kind of like kink thing or like, you know, just trying yeah. to get him in the mood, but it was um, very strange. Uh, there's a moment, uh, where Onita, uh, they, they put the stool to, uh, like they, they put the stool in the wrong place. So he falls off of it. Yeah. 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 I don't think it was intentional, but it was also very good. Illustrated how he's getting his ass whooped. I, I would like to think it was intentional. I yeah. Think I think Onita is, is like the stool. Of course, you put the stool in the corner. It's like a boxing thing. If people, yeah. people aren't like following uh, in between rounds, you sit the stool there. They give you the bucket. They fucking rinse your face off or whatever. Right. Do all the things. And yeah, yeah he, he <laughs> the stool is like over by like 10 inches or whatever. And he just misses it and falls over. I think that's between rounds three and four. Maybe um, the the third round is where this sort of like clicked for me that this was just really odd roles. Um, Onita like always was the ace of FMW, right? Yeah. But he, we talked about earlier, he always was like a, he was the ace who sold and made a comeback here. He, he takes a lot of this match, just like he took a lot of the go match. And he, I have written down that he looks like a shitty Kawada. Uh, yeah. like, which is fine, you know, like that's, that's not a bad thing and he does fine in it, but he comes off as like a less skilled Kawada in the way he's, and of course, Kawada's best role mostly was actually him selling as well, but yes, I, well, there might be some parallels case, to draw between the two of them that I'm not exploring. Yeah, well, but. I mean the power bomb, but in this case, it's just sort of, it's interesting to, um, it's, it's a lot of, this is just. Onita taking cheap shots. Yeah. Um, that's basically, because that's when, I mean, he puts the boots to Yagi every, ch- every chance he gets because he knows, like, when the hell am I going to, it's like, I'm not going to be able to outkick this guy straight up, so if I'm going to, if I'm going to kick him, I got to do it when he's down. Sure. Which looks, which is cool. Um, we get some of the best, I think the best cheap shots come in the second uh, match, but. Yeah. Well, in the first one, though, there are some, there, there's some significant, like, um, light healing where uh, I, I think this is sort of the, like the biggest part of the match at uh, Ayagi is uh, he, his gi, the top of his gi becomes open. His belt falls off or whatever. And yeah. he, he looks like a fucking badass. Like he's, and he's like, he looks like a guy like in an unbuttoned white dress shirt, just kicking the shit out of the nerd of the office, <laughs> um, you know, for, whatever, like sitting his lunch on top of his and in, in the fridge or whatever. It was pretty good. And then a few minutes later, he is like fastening his gi again. He's tying his belt back on. Uh, it's like the beginning of the next round. He swarms Onita in the corner with kicks. Onita sort of 
sidesteps and just back body drops him over the top to the floor, which this has been a pretty like standard like shoot style. Yeah. Like he's gotten in cheap shots, but for him to back body drop him over the top like that. And then Onita goes out and hits him with a fucking chair, which then leads like the the corner boys, the posses are like s- swarming the area. This is like a you know the Mayweather Big Show fight with all the guys. Like yes. if you've ever if you've ever like wanted to see um, a big you know the two corners of 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 an MMA fight or whatever break down and start brawling. It happens here. It happens in the other matches too. Um, and I thought this was a no contest here, but the ref does restart it. Actually, like, yes, you get it. Onita, I think he, sh- he he's shit talking, and Ariagi's like, I don't I don't want to win by this way. Okay, it's like that's the cheap way to win. That's how you read that. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't work out for him. He's an honorable man. Yeah, well, he, he comes in with the throttle emerk. Um, shouts out, hands on the throat and the headbutt. Ayagi gets, like, busted open really bad all of a sudden. Oh, uh, yeah, he just, yeah, he, um, yeah, Onita charges him and takes him down in the corner and just headbutts the shit out of him with a, with a choke, and it's, it's, I assume he had to have related, because it's a fucking, it's fucking <sighs> I don't know. It's a stream. I don't, I, I don't know for it's sure. It's so much blood. It's so much blood. It gets all over his his gi. Um, the ref tries to stop the fight. Onita decks the ref and throws him out. And I think this is a no contest, right? This goes, this is a, or do we have a, we don't have a finish here, right? We, it's all, we don't have a finish. I mean, I think it's, I think it's either a no contest or uh, Ayagi won by uh, disqualification. By D- okay, by TQ. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, he looks fucking awesome in that bloody gi and he gets like um we get a great freeze frame of that and then after the match there's like guys in suits from his corner that are like attempting to wrap his head in different articles of clothing (laughs) like he gets wrapped in like one like cloth of some kind and it just it it, I guess it gets covered in blood, so he takes it off, and they just start wrapping him in other shit. And it's it was it was great. It was <laughs> such good imagery. Just this is spectacle. This is this is this kicks ass. Yeah, this, this is, is the worst of the is, three matches, but maybe my favorite finish. Yes, and okay, so uh, in between, um, we get a now. This you saw the, the highlights of this. Uh, we we saw from the. Uh, the third match, but the, the press conference, I don't have the date off the top of my head. It was in um, l- late, sometime in late January, maybe January 24th. I don't know why that sounds right, but that sounds right. They announced that, uh, Oneida announced that he would start a promotion for two shows and then see where it went. Okay. That, that would be Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, and that those two shows would be one uh, October 6th in Nagoya, okay. uh, Oyagi's hometown, and his, oh, okay. and then, that makes sense now. I was wondering why this wasn't okay. Go ahead. Yeah, and then uh, October tenth, back at Corican. Right. Okay. And that and in that press conference, uh, something happened. You know, we get like a classic uh, press conference fight, a scuffle. Yeah, uh, and uh, holy shit, uh, fucking. Lays Onita out. Oh my god! Fucking there's not footage. Ass. We've just got scr- like uh, freeze frames. Yes, we, and I think there's some. There's some. St- I've seen um, some still photography, but I don't. I'm yeah. not of the brawl. Yeah. Just of, like, I posted some screenshots from the video on the on the Twitter, so people if people have been following, they know what what, what you're talking about. 
uh, Onita with just a, a bloody mouth, and he looks like a he looks like a corpse, to be quite honest. Yeah, it's actually looks- that's the image that I've chosen for our Discord channel's logo. Actually, it's very good. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a recent image on my phone. It was easy to put there, but yeah, I I, I think this it's tough between these two matches. Uh, the I guess we'll jump into it. October 6th, 1989, Atsushi Onida versus Masashi Aoyagi, the rematch from the very first FMW show. Yes. Um, there was, um, what was, do we care about what was on the undercard or no? I can look that up. Please. Um, yeah, if, you, if there's anything you want to shout out, I, I also Yeah, I know, up. I know, uh, Karisu worked it, uh, but, uh. I want to say was... this, there's somebody named Boat People Joe. Boat People Joe, I think, is um is Jado, or it's uh, Super it Dolphins. Is, it one is, of those. It things. is Jado. Yes, <laughs> Boat People Joe. That uh, that'd be a great name for his uh, Uncle Fester look. Uh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, hell, uh, Jimmy, hell yeah. yeah. Jimmy Backlund on there, of course. Your boy Jimmy Del Rey versus Takuda, who is a mainstay of these early shows. Um. Anything that's like sticking out Matsunaga, to you? Matsunaga, um, that might be his, that might be one of his debut match. That might be his absolute debut match. I don't know. It is. Yeah, I, against someone named Billy Mack, who is billed as the wrestling cowboy from Brandon, Florida. Imagine being from a town <laughs> named Brandon. It's <laughs> uh, incredibly American. An uh, IPW uh, veteran. Uh, shouts out to uh, Lenny Leonard and uh, the hardcore giant Ron Miami. Hell yeah, feet baby. Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I think. And uh, you know, and then Krisu worked uh, the Sambo Kid, who I assume is. <laughs> I just I, I clicked another tab and I saw the monkey's balls again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the monkey's balls! Oh, it got me. It got me again. Monkey <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's that's him. Uh, uh, Super balls. So here it is, Wild Thing, first first time, right? Yeah, so Wild Thing by X, that should be established. Yes, yes of course. It, it's the it's a weird version, but it it sounds good. I don't know. I, I, I always liked it. I like X. I like it too, yeah. I, I think John Doe's seems like a, a cool guy. I like, uh, I think at least, uh, I think all four of X's first albums are uh, good to great. They're first and fair to the two best. I yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the uh, – I hate the Doors, but I love the cover of Soul Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I like the Doors because they're bad. Yeah. Well, didn't he – he um, what's a – Ray Manzarek, didn't he produce one of those records? Yes. Or all yes. of them maybe? He might have produced all of them actually, yeah. yes. Yeah. X um, is fine. I like X. Uh, yeah. The classic white top, blue bottom singlet. It's Onita, baby. Uh, 100% that bitch is, is that he is doing the, yeah. the shit that he, that you, that you want from him. And I think yeah. Goto is also here wearing a Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Yes, he's wearing, it's, uh, yes, his uh, Okinawan <laughs> shirt, oh, okay, uh, which sorry. is so fucking funny. And <laughs> yeah, cause he was not officially on this card. He made a, d- he is on the second show, but for some reason he is only the second on this. He was not a rookie. Uh, he, he's coming from somewhere else, right? Tarzan uh, Goto? He was not around. What, um, Wait, where did he come from? Where's Tarzan Goto come from? Okay, he was an all Japan trainee. He okay. was, he made friends with, uh, we should talk about this later. He's on, he's, <laughs> why are we doing this now? I'm sorry. Yes, he made friends with Anita in all Japan and, that, but then ended up in just through injuries, ended up in the U.S., ended up in Florida. I think that's why he found uh, Billy Mack. Okay. He ended up um, – he, he ended up in as, Brandon, Florida. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, working Steve Kearn, uh, teaming with Oliver Humperdinck. Sure. Uh, love that late uh, 80s Florida shit. <laughs> yeah. Ho- his, here's his name. You'll love it. Ho Chi Win. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. I uh, faced Bill Mulkey in a match. Oh, that's a. Now, is, is Bill the, the fast one or is he the hot tag or is he the face in peril? Beats me. <laughs> it's Tony Mulkey's lead. I don't remember how which which of the damn Mulkey. Randy Mulkey is the star, right? Yeah, Randy Mulkey is the one who gets the pin over uh, Bobby Eaton or whatever. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to brush up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the previous match, they shook hands beforehand. It's not. It's not happening here. Um, no. Um, this is and especially because this is a uh, a home turf match. Sure. Which. Like, it's a home turf for both, though, because Aoyagi is in his hometown. Onita is the the ace, the boss of the promotion. So it's a very interesting thing. You got a real split crowd here. Yeah, it's um, but Onita is he is going for every, he goes for every cheap shot. There's oh he Pearl Harbors him, you know? Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, and there's a build up of the uh, there's a build up to this like. He goes for the clothesline over the referee. Classic all- spot. He does it in every match. Yes, and the way it builds is very is good. And we'll talk about how it pays off as a babyface spot in mm. the last match, which is so great and yeah. a testament to how this series goes. Yeah. Uh, but this is a pretty basic. Um, Onita gets the better in the first round. But he doesn't real, but it's, he doesn't do a whole lot. He well, just he takes over. him down easily. Like, he takes him down easily, again. and sure. then he locks on a half, yeah. like a half Boston crab. Yeah, we get a lot of the half crab. Which from in my head is such like a, um, it's like you know, it's the it's the rookie move. It's the move that you put a, a young lion in and make him tap out, and you know he looks like a bitch for it. Yeah, and then you pawn him in the face. Yeah, like yeah, yeah it's ex- yeah, exactly. Um but no, I guess, you know, it wasn't like that back then. The half crab is a viable part of the offense and I think Go even did it to Onita in the first match we talked about. Yeah. Also there's I mean also the um it is half crab is an interesting move because okay, so everybody says that the Boston crab uh is only effective on the back, right? It makes sense. Yes. But the half crab well, actually makes way more it's sense the quads. Yes, on the on the leg. The quad, right? yeah. So I've it's been in, in I've been in both of those moves applied by backyarders who don't know how to work, and <laughs> I can confirm that the Boston crab hurts every single part of your body. Yes, um, but the half crab imagine. feels like it's like ripping your quad into. It's real bad. You can yes, you can do a lot of manipulation on the knee on the right. foot itself. You can do whatever the hell you want. You know what it's, sucks is a figure four that's done with like full like stretch. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've watched a guy like not be able to hardly walk for a week because the the hyperextension like they, <laughs> it's just poorly applied and not worked. Figure four is is a hell of a move. The half crab though, I I, I feel like <sighs> yeah, the Boston crab is such like a it's a back back focused move, and I think that makes sense. I think in the context of wrestling, um, and I. What, how many? How it many is good submissions? There is the the, the ver, like the famous like I, I I don't know I guess for our people like uh, like of our generation younger like Jericho is yeah, most famous sure. for like, the Lion Tamer version. People aren't his, watching Rick Martel matches. Yes, where with the knee right in the back and right. but it's uh, it's like to basically signify oh this is a bat this is a move it's about 
working the back. It's not about the legs, really. Right. The legs are just – it just sucks to be pulled the legs. Um, <laughs> well, how, how many, how many like, good, like, dramatic – back submissions are there you know that like that don't come off as like that aren't either like elaborate like lucha you know uh, yeah. ta- ta- tapatia or whatever or is that uh, right like yeah 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 like that shit like you know you're not going to get americans doing that shit they can't they were you know not good enough um or, or like a, a just a shitty surfboard or whatever, you know, like there's not a lot of back focused moves that aren't just like the bear hug and the abdominal stretch or whatever. The, uh, which, yeah, torture rack. The rack. Uh, you never see regular ass backbreaker holds, even though the backbreaker right. hold itself is cool. Sure. I want to see more Steiner recliners. Yeah. Um, which is the canonical name of that move now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like I like a Boston Crab just because I think it uh, it fills a it fills a spot. And I, I, I've always thought the walls of Jericho, as dumb as it looks and like at times, if he's like really doing the shit where it looks like the guy can just sort of roll out of it, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a good finish. I think I've, I've always bought, I think it was protected well enough for a, you know, WWF, like early 2000s WWF finish where yeah you would, ex- you, just like the, the Crippler Cross phase, I think, I think in that era, um, we're on a hell of a tangent here, but I think in that era, those those moves were protected just enough to be broken out of, or uh, or have like a, a you know a big dramatic tap out. And yes, uh, and I, I like a Boston Crab. I just do. Yes, and that very, very, for a very sh- brief period of time, the ankle lock. Um, sure, very brief. The ankle. Very I've, brief. I've always had issues with the ankle lock. I don't know. I do too. I do too. I don't love the. At ankle least the lock. angle. I, I I was okay with it with Shamrock because Shamrock always felt legit to me. But, and I know Kurt Angle is a legit badass too. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't and or isn't. I'm sure Kurt Angle could kick the fucking shit out of 99 percent of the roster right now, because um, he'd be so fucking hopped up on cocaine. Yeah. Uh, but also because he's a very skilled wrestler, a very skilled grappler, and a hard ass motherfucker. Um. He will fucking, you know, come into your house and take your panties from you, his ex-wife. Did what? I don't know. There's a lot of stalking stories <laughs> on there. Do you remember that from DVD VR in 2006 of all time? Which, real good timing that there was like a... 2006 was around the time I dropped off. There I was came, a lot of like feeling 09. that he was going to die at any given moment, especially I, after he got, after like he perks, got released from perks WWE. Era. Yeah, Perks yes. Eric Angle. I don't. I I didn't see any of that as it happened. I I came back and and he was uh, hilariously Kurt Angle was still on Perks. Yes. <laughs> three years yeah. later. Yeah, he he like most of my t- rem- memories of him in in TNA are just him as like uh the hot dog person that he is now. Yeah, he he developed a look. It was uh, that was like shocking to me when I when I put that on. I think he was feuding with uh with Nigel with uh. Yeah. What was his name? Desmond? Desmond, Desmond Wolf. Desmond yes. Wolf, which I I think Desmond Wolf is a cool name. I don't know. <laughs> it's a cool name. It's probably a better name than Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like uh, he'd be like a, the the killer in like season three of Luther or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I think I saw that and I was like, oh shit, Nigel McGinnis, because I remembered him. I'd, I'd seen him in Ring of Honor and IW Mid-South and stuff. And I saw Kurt Angle, like they, they had like a really good feud, some, or I, I don't know, maybe they're not good matches, but at the time they felt good. And I remember just, like seeing Kurt Angle and seeing his, like the way his arms looked like the, like the, the, the muscular, 
the musculature <laughs> yeah. uh, that had that no longer was there that I had come to expect from Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle, you know, not the biggest guy in the world, but a big guy, like a, a guy who looked like he he could go with anybody on the WWF roster. Like I, I never would have doubted him as like a physical specimen or whatever. Right. And yeah, man. Him in 2010 and and beyond, especially getting later on, but he has some uh, superstar Billy Graham, yeah, like necrosis, like like but without the natural necrosis, it's just like Lex I don't Luger. know what the fuck happened. Like, you ever see Lex Luger? Like, yeah, shit, what the fuck happened to these guys? They just they did too much. <laughs> yeah, pushed uh, too hard. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ayagi versus Onita. I I like. We should talk about Kurt Angle sometime. <laughs> I want to hear about the panties. <laughs> Um, this is a kick-ass match. Yeah, uh, this one's really good. This is also okay, so, fan cam. I do want to say. Yes. So second round, uh, Ayagi, uh, fucking, he comes out and just n- doesn't give Onita one fucking second. Uh, this is the perfect six, 360 heel kick that catches Onita yes, right in like the back of the head. Like a five-six combo before heel kick. Fucking standing roundhouse, beautiful. And it's the crowd goes nuts, and a few streamers are thrown in while Onita know. recovers. It's so good. It's so. Good. It's like it's like he he just he just died. This he, was he where like I woke up. up for sure. Yeah, and and then Onita really starts getting into uh, cheap shot mode. Yeah. Um, there's a real I I love. Uh, he gets he kicks um Ayagi out there. I love that um sliding drop kick. Yeah, baseball slide. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like the pure like full on the ground, but it's just so like it's such a dirty little like bullshit move. Yeah. Like I'm losing, I'm losing. I don't know if I could do something. Yeah, but Ayagi uh, continues to overwhelm him like right after that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I, I, a recurring theme here in all all three of these matches. These are all rounds matches, and I, I assume they're five rounds. Um, yeah. Three minute rounds? I really, it was hard to follow. It's definitely three minute rounds, uh, I assume five, um, though these two might be unlimited. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, so Onita keeps getting his ass kicked and getting saved by the rounds ending, like, consistently, um, throughout both of these matches, this one and the one that will follow. There's a moment in round three where Onita gets a headlock takeover, which gets a pop, um, (laughs) which I thought was interesting. And then he just maintains the headlock on Ayagi, who cannot seem to escape this headlock, and like reaches the ropes. Like, I, I was pretty shocked by the 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 long worked uh, headlock takeover and headlock on the ground that got a pop. So that was kind of hilarious. Uh, once they get up, Ayagi gets hit with a big back suplex, uh, and then he was up like. Two seconds afterwards, just completely no sells it and hits like the rolling capo kick. Yeah, this looks fucking great. Yeah. Uh, oh, that total. I mean, there's he drops some. Re- I love his uh, his fist drop. Basically, I didn't. I didn't write down a fist drop. Describe he, it. He, he. It's base. It's not like you, I mean, the way you're saying it now. It's it's not actually a fist drop, is it? It's not a fist <laughs> drop. It, but it's it's just like a punch. It's not like a Lawler style, obviously, but it's just like he just drops to his knees with a fist right to like like Onita's back, like just a shoot, okay. like straight arm, and it looks fucking vicious. Sure, it looks real and doesn't look like anything that just happens in karate <laughs> for damn sure. It's very cool. Um, a lot of stuff happens in karate, but a lot more stuff yeah. happens here. Uh, 
Yeah. Yes, the evolution of these matches, Ayagi does become like progressively more of a pro wrestler, a wrestler type yeah. of guy, which yeah. is very cool. Um, it explains how he had as long of a fucking career as he did. His the fact that he's still working matches now, even. Uh, I mean, he retired officially, but like he and Onita just had a match in Nagoya on August twenty fifth this year in Big Japan. So yeah. No shit. Is that on tape? Yeah, it's um, the uh, Death that's, Mania. Oh, that's Death Mania. Okay, I was about to say yeah, Nagoya. Yeah. They, yeah, okay, that was a big show then. I forget if it was. I forget if it was. On, in, I think it was Onita and Kojika versus Ayagi and uh, Masaya Takahashi. <laughs> the, what, was, uh, what was the match that? That's so funny. That's like that. That's well. Wait, Masaya Takahashi is young, right? But yeah, um, the, there was a match that you mentioned uh, in one of our one of our mini group chats that was like a six man like lucha race. Uh, yeah. and it had Hidaka and, uh, Dick Togo and all these people. And it was a six man tag. And you said the combined age of the, of these six men is, uh, like 393 years or some shit. Yeah. It was, um, <laughs> Togo, Hidaka and Orohara. Masao Orohara. Yeah, sure. Versus, uh, Koji Kanemoto, uh, Shinjiro Otani and Tatsuhiro Takaiwa. Okay. So it was, it was like, it was like 300 years or whatever. It's super. It was literally like the youngest man in it, I think was Hidaka, but only by a month after Otani. Yeah. And they're both, they're both 47, right? Yeah. uh, And I guess that I correctly. Kanemoto is 53 and he looks younger than both of the other two black trunk boys. Clean living. He looks pretty fucking good. Clean living. He didn't hang out with Masato Tanaka all those years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have written down that the ref sucks ass here, but I don't remember why I, why I, think I said it just that. Cause it just, it just has no 40. Yeah. Cause like no 40. Uh, it's, yeah. This, this match is, I mean, it. Aoyagi removes the gi again. Yes. And he's, he's just, the crowd is nuts. Every time, like that is, that is. That is a straight up drop, a strap drop. It yeah, so for cool. sure, for sure. And the, he spin kicks Onita in the ribs. Onita goes to the floor, and they just get surrounded by the young boys. And you can't yeah. see anything that's happening. But at one point, there's one young boy who climbs up on the top turnbuckle, and I was like, "Is this guy gonna fucking <laughs> gonna do a tornillo <laughs> off of there or some shit?" Yeah, uh, Karisu is doing a lot of like. Man- well, yeah, we got, we'll talk about that fucking Karisu climbing up there in a minute. That's, oh. That made me laugh. Um, no, uh, the handheld fan cam, fan cam stuff is difficult because everyone uh, in Nagoya is on their feet, making it very difficult to see what's happening. But... Yeah, there are 4,000 uh, reported attendants here. Nice, nice. Insane. Well, right after this, they get back in the ring, and they're just kind of grappling on the mat, but everybody's still standing. And due to the yeah. angle of the fan cam, you can't even see that they're in the ring. Because no. they, they stand up, and I was like, oh, shit, they're in the ring now. <laughs> Yeah, this, um, this is this is just a, this is a fucking this is like I hate I mean I was thinking about how like we hear so often that's like people like like the way that like something is try they try to establish the idea of a big fight feel by literally just saying this is a big fight feel yeah. and it's not even just because <laughs> of the rounds that make this like no this is this is some shit that's happening here yeah. everything here feels huge yeah it's it's great yeah um the, uh, it's around the time uh. uh Ayagi does like a flying like Liu Kang, and Mortal Kombat or I don't know if you're yeah. there. Um, does it like a, a great flying kick to the chest, and 
Ayagi is like bleeding by this point too, and I don't know like what happened here. I'm guessing like I like he probably he did it earlier on the floor while they were surrounded by the young boys, probably from like a shot to the ring post. But also he's I not. I think he might have. I think he might have uh, taken a chair shot. I'm not sure. Okay, that too. Yeah, that definitely could have happened. Uh, but also I think. I'm not sure if he bladed last time or not, but if he did blade last time, I think it's worth saying that he, in the months since that, Onita showed him how to blade more safely because uh, yeah. it feels a lot less harrowing to me. Yeah, this is not um, mood of scale in 30 seconds. Yeah. Like level, like yeah. that, like the one, like the one in, um, for the, in, uh, June Whatever Lai that show was. was. Whenever, yes. wherever. <laughs> June Lai. Um, yeah. The- June Lai sounds like somewhere where they committed, like, that had a horrible atrocity committed. <laughs> I'm not going to take that, that June Lai. Cut that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more uh, round here. It's I think we got, like, an extra long round break because they're trying to just clean up the mess. Yeah. Uh, but Onita is, like, done. He's, he's He gets just kicked, the shit kicked out of him and another rolling capo kick. And he's, like, trying to beat the 10 he's count. Yeah, like, oh. and then the the towel gets thrown in, right? I, I don't know who yeah. threw the towel. I'm, I'm assuming I, Tarzan Goto threw the towel in. Yeah, oh. yeah. he should have thrown in the shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got, he's got an Okinawan shirt, towel. But still, <laughs> where do you even get one of these? Oh man, it was it's cool. Uh, Ayagi's posse and the crowd like explode. You see people just jump jump in fucking joy. Um, and then meanwhile, the Oneida quarter, uh, you see he's like mad at Tarzan Goto. Uh, and then Goto slaps him while the other yes. boys like hold Onita back to prevent him from rushing the Ayagi corner and, you know, getting throttly murked, of course. Yeah. Um, I, this, nobody knows what that is. Dog. I got to stop saying throttly murked. I've been saying it in my real life. Getting uh, wasted. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Ayagi basically shakes the hand of everybody in the front row. Uh, it's his hometown. Makes sense. And then he does the thing where he like surfs. On, like he like you know like body surfing or whatever crowd surfing yeah and they they like trampoline him up into the air in like a hip hip hooray sort of manner <laughs> i don't know how else to describe that yeah it brings out his fucking kid oh it kicks ass yeah it was it's, great it's, it was like wonderful a joyous thing that i i didn't expect like this this violent dance to end in such a a glorious way but here we are um i have to pee do you want to i i do too
you ever listen to um, any of his other stuff, uh, Yamataka Ai? I don't think so, no. He did a project with John Zorn called Naked City. Or not oh, Naked, shit, not, I remember not, that. Uh, Painkiller. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I remember that with the John, the John Zorn, when you said John Zorn. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess he was probably in, he was in Naked City, too, from the looks of it. Maybe he wasn't in Painkiller and he was just in Naked City. Hmm. Well, I might have some of this backwards. Um, he also, wasn't he? No, oh, I'm not finding it. I thought he did one of those, I thought him and, um, fuckboy from, uh, what's, a uh, from Faith No More. Uh, Patton? Yeah, I thought they did a thing together. Uh. Hmm, maybe not. For some reason, I thought they had done something, but I can't find it. It now. feels like he would have done something. Yeah, like that. I mean, Zorn and Patton did stuff. Maybe that's maybe I'm just mixing stuff together. No. Uh, Zorn and Patton did Hemophiliac. I don't know if you yeah. ever listened to that. It was like two. I records. listened to a whole lot of that shit. I listen. I always thought, I always like Tomahawk a whole lot. Um, yeah. You can't win was one of my favorite songs when I for a certain period of time. I don't think I know that. Mm-hmm. Off the top it's- of my head. Yeah, I think uh, it's like the second one. I don't fucking. It's, that's a very. That's all a blur. Um, uh, everything after everything. I think Peeping Tom is like the one for some reason that broke the Mike Patton like hold. And I don't know if that's just like my age yeah. or whatever. But that feels like in a way because it was like a semi. It was like his take on mainstream or like pop or whatever. For yeah. some reason, that seemed like it. I just, never listened to it. I never. I, I never, I, I never listened mm. to In Fall. I only I only ever remember listening to the uh, single off of it, which was mm. fine. But I just it just didn't inspire me to listen to anything else. I like like the Fantomas. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not a big Mr. Bungle guy, but they like there's some cool stuff happening there. Yeah. Um, and you know his bit of work with the Dillinger Escape Plan is also obviously great. And then he did that um, that album of the like old Italian pop songs. Yeah. I like that a lot. I was way into that. Uh, as as goofy and pretentious as that was, I really... I don't know. I'll fuck with Mike Patton. He's a loser, but... Uh, yeah. He's like the biggest, dumbest bitch ever, but I love him. I mean, I I, I think a lot about the, the story of him losing the feeling in his hand because he got mad at a, at a soda machine, was it? Okay. And just punched it. I don't think I heard it? that story. I, he doesn't have feeling in his left hand. Okay. He bro- he damaged the nerves too severely because he punched like a soda machine or something on tour. <laughs> I don't forget exact. I don't remember exactly what the story is, but it's something. But I know that it literally. He literally just does not have. He cannot feel anything. It was. Uh. Huh. He Patton's right hand is permanently numb from an onstage accident during his third concert with Faith No More. So that's his third. So long super long early on. <laughs> Yeah, that is literally like twenty, thirty plus Imagine years. Imagine that you like you fire your fucking guy who who got you a big hit or whatever happened with their with their original. Their dude. most famous song is basically. Yes. I think so. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's one of the, I think it's one of their best songs. I think that song is fucking great. Yes. Um, I don't even know his name. He died last year, right? Or he died uh, earlier this year? Yeah, Chuck Mosley. There you go. Yeah. Shout he, shouts out. Yeah. This is probably not going to be in the show. <laughs> none of none of this Mike Patton, this extended Mike Patton uh, post piss break conversation is going to be in the show. There's no way. We've probably said something problematic in, in the course of it, haven't we? Welcome back to wrestling. It's gross. gross. <laughs> uh, Mike Patton.
Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that Roddy Bottom's name actually just is that when he's like <laughs> a famously gay dude. <laughs> it seems like I don't know. Yeah. It feels like such a perfect Isn't it? It's like it's B O T T U M, right? Yes. Yeah. Roswell Christopher Roddy Bottom third. <laughs> what's Jesus what's your guy? Josh Bottom? <laughs> Josh Bottom. Yeah. Uh Just, we haven't talked about that, man. That's what did Josh uh, Bottom? Was, Josh Bottom was a part of the beating at the referee. In... Yes, and then he just decided to fuck this shit. I'm just going to retire. Okay, that I was in Rev Pro. Yes, which I think is is, is awesome. I love I love that. So That's was cool. that the same show where Andy Q booked himself to jump in the ring and and fight David Starr in the main event? Yes, it's the same show. All right, so. Eva has been asking like once a day in a group chat, has anybody seen the show yet? Is it up anywhere yet? <laughs> if anybody out there listening is, uh, is a subscriber to the Rev Pro VOD or whatever their, their streaming service, um, please help our friend. She, the only thing she wants in the world is to see that show. <laughs> Um, she doesn't deserve it. She's done nothing to deserve this, <laughs> this favor, but help her out so she'll shut the fuck up about it. Um, uh, I want to see it too. I want to see Andy Q. Um, Andy Q fucking rules. He was like one of the watching, uh, trying to watch their, their free matches that they put on YouTube like five years ago or whatever. Yeah. When Osprey, Osprey had like buzz, but I had never seen him. People were just like, he's the most spectacular high flyer of all time. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's check this guy out. And I found some, you know, him and uh, probably Skrull in a match. And it was fine. It wasn't all the thing about Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay is they do match up well enough that it's like not the most offensive thing in the world. They clearly know what they're doing. It's just not good. It's just it's just there. It is. It is there. It is what it it's is. Like, and it's also like, I don't know, the thing of it is, it's like if. Because they're trying to do like a uh, like a Ray Sakosis thing, but it's like yeah. Marty Scurll is shorter than Will Ospreay. <laughs> There's nothing. He's like not as strong but he's as evil. Will Ospreay. He's got darkness <laughs> yes. in his heart. But I remember seeing. Anyways, I see. I saw Andy Q. Uh, the first time I ever saw Andy Q was like in the intro videos where he it would be him and like a woman in front of a green screen talking about this show or like their next show, doing like you know. Uh, coliseum home video like sketches at times like very like extremely like british uh like small brain awful shit and andy q his he's got a bad face you know um i i think that's a that's a guy who's always fascinated me for one reason or another and rev pro is a really bad promotion obviously and always has been and they are very bad at booking like New Japan talent, like even when I was still a New Japan viewer, I was always really disappointed by the 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 things they chose to do. Except for Shibata versus Riddle, which fucking duh, right? And a, yeah, not the best match ever, but still cool. Um, R.I.P. to both of them. <laughs> uh, um... It's crazy. They, they WWE signed Shibata, then jobbed him out to Adam Cole. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Oh. Wrestling. Mr. Is that his name? Mr. Wrestling? <laughs> oh, yeah. Onita. Okay. So, October 10th, 1989. Uh, we are back to Corican Hall. Thank God. For, for part three of the Masashi Oyagi 
Atsushi a trilogy. This is uh, where we get the screen, the the freeze frames of the of the press conference and the slaps and stuff. Yeah, um, really good like music playing the do 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 like the very uh, classic montage uh, FMW home video music. And finally, for the first time, we have a match that's pro shot with multiple cameras, which I, I'll accept some single camera fan cam shit, but I I like editing. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, the um the show from whenever in um wherever it was. The first one. That had but it was like I don't it wasn't as it didn't look great either. It looked no. okay. But, we, but this is like this looks good cuz it's FMW. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, this is it, this is definitely this is his vision. He 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 had, you know, TV cameras set up. At least home video cameras set up to to make videos. Like Onita, I, I think Onita understood uh, better than most in Japan, especially like international markets. Who else was selling tapes to the West, right? Um, obviously, he didn't do that for for quite a while. But I think Onita had a better sense of of you know what would digi- make the digital, promotion stand out. Yeah, digital preservation. Um, and like yeah, cinematic shit. You look at the uh, we we talked at length about it with the exploding death matches, and just the emotional music, the the freeze frames, the fade to black and white. It's and montages too, which we'll get we'll get one um, maybe not after this one, but you get them a lot in those FMW videos. It's just it's a very like forward thinking way of of you know we make movies right he's he's doing it he, yeah. he understood entertainment like in a, in a way that your fucking An- anoki didn't you know no um, and i mean it's not like anoki isn't a man of i mean the man literally ha- had two different has had two different matches where he sa- sat where he went to gan ryojima <laughs> the literal eye we gotta talk samurai, about samurai we do a samurai fucking Death Match Island. Yeah, I mean that's isn't most... Genryujima like a famous battle site? From, yes, from the... yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Is um, that where is that where the the guys raise the flag? <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I was trying to remember the name of the the, the most famous, but I'm not going to remember. Iwajima. No, 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 no. Of uh, Masashi Miyamoto and Kojiro Sasuke. I'm not doing the because uh, all of those old like feudal era i don't want to say feudal era just but you know you know what i mean they all life. have the uh cl- like the um they're always done in the way of it being um the way they're it actually is presented like the like it's like miyamoto musashi or whatever and and, and it's like that throughout the article and mm. it looks fucking weird it looks really weird. It's and it's very weird that they did that specifically for that era. And also, I know that uh, a woke Bay uh, Shinzo Abe apparently wants to bring that back. You know, to really uh, drive home his ethno nationalism. Okay. It's like yeah, it's like these damn. It's like I can't believe these these goddamn Yankees are doing this to us. With our, uh, it's it's a very silly thing. I wish I knew more about that stuff. I I like I, my my entire knowledge of of whatever 
what's this, what seventeenth century like Japan shit? It's all fiction that was made into fucking Kurosawa movies. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know anything about that stuff, and I really wish I did because it's very fascinating to me. Um, and there's so much, you know, the tradition lives on in the Bushido warriors of uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, for instance, and uh, evil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, certainly, you know, the most Bushido of them all, Michael Elgin. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. It fits right in. Um, oh, okay. Uh, match begins. Onita just decks Ayagi with, like, a right cross. And then yeah. just shoves, like, kicking his ass literally to the ground, shoving him with his foot under the ropes. Um, Ayagi's, like, still bandaged up from getting busted open four days ago. But then he gets up, and you talked about him being uh, more and more carny, more and more of a pro wrestler uh, with each match. He gets up, and he vaults over the top rope like yeah. like a showman, uh, begins like his mini-kicks offense, uh, and he he does like a a leaping karate chop from behind that lands... He takes him from the fucking back. Yeah. It's so wild, yeah. <laughs> top of Onita's head. Onita's also taped up, by the way, from the previous fight. Um and here we get, I think it's right after the first round closes, we get our, our first shot of our boy in the classic banana yellow tights. Uh, Tarzan Goda's there, uh, pouring a bottle of water over Onita's head. And then he gives Onita the fighting spirit slap, you know, to, to get his mind back in the game, rattle him back into well, it. Beautiful callback uh, yeah. to something that nobody who actually saw who was saying this actually knows. But it, But here's the thing. I assume that, like... Half the fucking crowd. Yeah. Was uh, yeah. there at Nagoya, too. How far it's is Nagoya far from... Uh, it's not far? It's not It's not far, as far as I know. I think it's like, it might be 45 miles or something like okay. that. Uh, maybe Well, maybe infrastructure like being as it is there, that's, that's like a yes. train, right? So, um, presumably. That might be very problematic for me to just assume everybody can take a train from wherever to wherever. But I, I as, mean, it's as like an assuming American... that something can, that they can take a tra- It's like... Uh, taking a plane to um, from San Francisco to uh, Cal to San Francisco to LA. LA. It's 350 kilometers, so it's longer, but it's like right. that's not that fucking far. You take it's, that again, San hyper tube or whatever, right? We yeah, still, I'm I mean, still talk- are they still doing that? <laughs> I, yeah, Kevin, you hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man, we should we should get him back on TV. That's what we need to do. Well, I guess he does the. He does something, right? Um, uh, he, yeah, he, 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 he like puts a, the dress on and he fucks the car's tailpipe. That's right. Okay, he's fucking the cars, right? Um, <laughs> does anybody know what we're talking about? Do you think uh, anybody's, like, followed any of this? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sh- shouts to out to up, Jay Leno, for sure. Um, yeah, shouts out to Kevin Eubanks. Not yeah. to bring up last podcast master of the diamond cutter kevin eubanks there was a fucking ben kissel again he said he called paul schaefer paul sheer and i'm not <laughs> thinking about that they could that could on, work like the last episode no, that, they did. that could work How do you, I just, similar yes, body types similar yes, shaved heads ex- yes very very bald gentleman but man that's interesting big swing and a miss on the line should, what's um, the, what's the, uh, sh- let's let's uh, properly plug what's Ben Kissel's wrestling podcast called? Because I I'm curious. I now. think it's called Kind of Fun. It's kind or it's it's Kind of Fun. Kind of, like four that. and a quarter. Yeah. This is the name of his, his podcast is called Four and a Quarter. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Okay. Let's see. Where where were we? Scanning my notes here. Round, Round two. two. 
fight. Uh, Onita consistently gets knocked, uh, through the ropes, like, repeatedly in this match. And, uh, he, this has become a trope at this point where he tries to grab a chair and throw it in. And then Ayagi's posse, uh, yeah. swarms him. And at some point, Goto grabs the, a chair and just hits one of the Ayagi posse in the head with it. I uh, assume it was Masanaga. It has to be Masanaga, right? So, okay, okay, so. It's, I don't, I don't know for sure, certain, but considering that, that what that man would become over the next 20 years, sure. he may be the most insane deathmatch wrestler of all time, I can see him volunteering to We pick, have pick, never pick talked about shot. Matsunaga on this show, I don't think. We uh, have not, and we're gonna rectify that. Right. Very well, he's all, he, yeah, we're gonna talk about him here in a minute, but it's not proper Matsunaga. Yeah, no, Ma- not full Mr. Danger of the blonde hair. No. Yeah, not stop the Matsunaga. Um, man, I need to rewatch that stuff. That's, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Stop that. All right. Write that down. Stop the Matsunaga. 2003. Is that right? Zero one. Uh, Who knows? There's uh, some run. I mean, he had that run also in Battle Arts, too, with that. Sure. 99 Battle like, Arts, of course. Yeah. The fucking. The larger FMW that. versus Battle Arts feud. Yeah. And the fucking Bed and Nails. Uh, with Atsuka? No. That no? was with uh, Ishikawa. With okay. Bed and Nails. Okay. But the, that, the Spike match. It's been a while. Fucking cool. It's been a there's, while. Battle Arts did a lot of things, man. What a promotion. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... You know what's having a good year this year? Yuki Ishikawa. Yeah. I need, to watch Tyson, I need to watch him versus Tyson uh, Tyson Ducks, I believe is the guy's name. Duke. I think it's Dukes. It's, yeah, I, I just like, I like to say He's... Tyson Ducks. Yeah. Um, watch the six man of him and uh, so you can see Vite Muller versus uh, Ishikawa. Oh, yeah. From the from, once, uh, it's tri- pre- 16 yeah. Carat Weekend? Yeah, it's a good, it's a solid match. It's, it's good. Okay. Um uh, anyway, this match, uh, again, we'll talk about Onita I'll... getting his fucking ear ripped the fuck off. Okay, yeah, I was gonna talk about his, uh, how I questioned the legitimacy of his amateur abilities as he grabs a Kimura, <laughs> like, super oh, easily. Oh, yeah, that's so um, funny. But yeah, let's talk about the ear. The, the ear happens, uh, on a, on the jumping spin kick, or no? Uh, I would, I would, yeah, because it's, it's, it's right, I mean, it's, there's a bunch of shots that are, like, right in that area, and they look like they come in sort of under the jaw, but obviously, mm. like, we know how feet are shaped. Uh, <laughs> shouts, look, shouts out to the Holsterman. Um, we all know about feet, all right? This yeah. is Stephen A. Smith. Now listen, you know I love feet. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, so you see, like, one of those kicks, it's like, I don't know where that lands. It's hard to describe a karate kick as, because it's sort of weird in the way that they just hit. Sure. And... Skip, you know I love karate. (laughs) They look fucking disgusting, don't they? Yeah. uh, So the the thing about Ayagi is he does these crazy kicks, but they don't ever feel precise. They never feel like they – they always feel like they're landing a couple of inches away from where he intended. But that's like a good thing because they're always landing in the most horrid like possible way, like the ear or in the jaw or like the back of the head. And, right in the neck, yeah. like all those places that are just grotesque. One of those, I think that second combo kick, that the one that was the knockout for the uh, second match, yeah. it looks like it, like it, most right of right like, the back of the neck. Yeah, yeah. like a, a lot of that. Whiplashes him. Um, yeah, I, it's grotesque. All right, so one of the funniest parts of this match is in round three. I have it written down after uh, an insane jumping spin kick that clips Onita in the jaw that I actually posted some screenshots of. Um, Ayagi does a like leaping butt senton. Like he just, <laughs> he just jumps, kicks his legs out and lands butt first, like on Onita's shoulder. It looks like shit. 
but like in, but it, in a good way. It looks like something who is a dude who in, is just like this fucking karate master in this third ma- pro match ever who just is just like ta- is like becoming like this shit talking yeah. motherfucker himself. He, he, um, he saw he saw his first Hulk Hogan match and he's like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> it's like he's it's it feels really good in the sense of like oh he's becoming this he's becoming yeah. and it tells the story of how like what his downfall might be or and all of that plants all the seeds and i don't know if it's storytelling or not but i don't care it's it works it works as storytelling it also works as him is just this like cocky motherfucker who doesn't yeah. give a fuck who wants to just punish onita for putting him through this shit yeah. <laughs> i yeah. didn't i didn't i it's like i'd sign up for this yeah, uh, back, he's know, he's got a real um he's got like the, I, this is my favorite of the three matches uh, of the three Ayagi versus Onita matches. Um, I really like the structure of the uh, Onita just gets thrown out, and then I, I think they used to call it King of the Mountain or King of the Hill uh, style of like it was like AWA Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, um, he would throw a guy out of the ring, and they would just try to get back in. And he would just yeah. keep them out. He'd just kick them in the face. And you'd have, like, long sections of matches where Bockwinkle just won't allow his opponent back in the ring. And this is a lot like that. Um, he, because, uh, Onita cannot safely get in the ring for fear of getting his head kicked in. Um, and then I've, 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 round four, I don't know exactly, like, the, the path that this all takes. Uh, Onita is bleeding from the mouth by the end of round three, it's getting all over onto like onto his red uh, painting his shoulder tape red. Um, and then round four is one of my favorite spots in this entire match because it comes out Onita's defending high with both hands, like a boxer. He closes yeah. the gap and he just lands a single body shot. Oh and, yes, And Ayagi I love crumples. that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It looked like uh, a fucking was it Frank Mir that punched Lesnar once in the, in the gut and he went down. Yes. Yeah, looked exactly like that. Um, now Ayagi quickly gets back up and just starts kicking the shit out of him. And this is where we get the ref separating them and Onita swinging the lariat over the ref's head and blasting him with it, um, which has been in almost every one of these matches. And then he gets him, uh, he hits a backdrop, grabs a single leg crab, which is becoming a sequence at this point that we've seen a few times. Um, Onita grabs like a really difficult looking gut wrench suplex. It's not really a yeah. gut wrench. It's like he sets him up for like the fire thunder or the thunder fire uh, bomb, but he just sort of suplexes him over. Yes, I think Lenny Leonard would say a lesser test lift into a salto suplex. <laughs> he's got his feet up on the table. He's talking shit. He's smoking a fucking cigar and he's saying lesser test. Um, yeah, Ayagi gets put in another half crab. Um, powers out of it and just sort of swarms him and that's that's when the round ends because lucky luckily for Anita because he's nothing he's doing is working <laughs> yeah but Ayagi does seem like he's losing momentum he seems yeah. like he's starting to like like this is this whole thing is finally coming to Onita. yeah well that's why that's, that's why at the beginning of the fir- of the fifth round when o- Onita can barely stand up from his stool in the corner Ayagi you see has removed the top of his gi once again <laughs> yeah. um and then yeah, after they 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 go at it for just a moment. Uh, Onita gets his ass kicked for about ten seconds in the stand up, um, but just grabs the fire thunder or the thunder. I keep saying it wrong. Thunder fire bomb, um, which is of course, what do you how do you describe it? It's a it's a power bomb 
uh, where you like sort of usually drop to your knees on impact, but also the way you lift them up, you lift them over your head. Yeah, onto the onto the shoulder. Yeah, um, almost. It's not it's not like directly over the head like a uh, razor's edge right. or splash mountain, but it's. Uh, and then it's, and you, it's also not a last ride. It's, it's somewhere in between those two things. Well, yeah. And, and then you sort of drop down and you don't drop down like with a jackknife, like the fucking bomb, uh, what he, Yuji Hino does is weirdly somewhere between, uh, (laughs) is that what he calls it? The fucking bomb? The fucking bomb. Yes. Yuji Hino is awesome. I don't give a shit. People, people are turning on Yuji Hino for being a meathead. Fucking guy rules. Yeah, it's listen, you put him against people who are less meat-headed than him mm-hmm. or that's the point. Him and, he, him and Shingo. Shingo is stupid as fuck, but Shingo's like a we should I, I'm talking about the 2018 Champions Carnival. I'm sorry. Let's Yeah, well, he's a little god, so it's like yeah. you get big meathead versus little meathead which yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah, but like Sakamoto is like the same kind of meathead. Yeah, I haven't so. I haven't seen that second Sakamoto versus Hino match that people are shitting on, so I'll have to I'll I'll give the correct and accurate take eventually, and probably lose some lose some followers while I talk about how I don't like Noah, but usually yeah. you know versus Sekimoto is good. Um, yeah, it's it, the Thunderfire Bomb does usually result in a landing that is at best upper shoulders, at worst yes. top of the head. At worst, <laughs> yes, at worst Ganso. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's extremely Ganso. Um, and this one is pretty rough. He gets folded like a fucking dollar bill. Um, and this is this is the finish. It's a knockout. He pulls himself to his knees with the ropes, but Ayagi cannot reach his feet. Ref counts ten. And after all of that, the code of honor is finally respected as Onita, crying naturally, yes. uh, hugs Ayagi. Difference settled at last. And you get that amazing freeze frame that fades to black and white uh, at the end while while Onita is shouting in like a very visceral and sincere way. Uh, excuse me. And uh, yeah, I think this is my favorite of the three matches. I th- yeah, I agree. I think it's... Um... I think Trever said, uh, shouts out to Trever, Zumaru, um, said his favorite was the 10-6 one. But I think... I can see I that have... too. I have it um ten ten, ten six, uh seven two. Yeah, that's the ranking I'd have them in. I haven't uh I, apparently they wrestled during the war FMW feud ninety four in a singles. I know, I know they have been exploring cage match during uh Onida's retirement tour. Okay. Yeah, and that I, year. That it I might mean, be that match, but it might not be that match. I don't know if it's off my head. I have to I have to seek that out. I, if I would have known that we would have probably we'll we'll do a we'll do an addendum um for yeah. that. We get we get a whole lot of uh, different uh, FMW explosion matches. Yeah, might, that might be a, a show we do. The for, explosion B sides show. Yeah. Yeah, for five five twenty twenty, or we just do whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, uh, not not to lift the curtain too much. Yeah. Well, we we got we're we're through ten months of doing this podcast, and we've only scratched the surface on what we want to do. Except for whatever reason, we just keep going back and reviewing more Onita matches. <laughs> Um, rules. Yeah, he is sort of the mascot of the show. He's in the fucking uh, the the show uh, logo that's like the the on Libsyn on the on the podcast. If you look us up on iTunes, it's him that's getting blowed up in that picture. So, um, you, how do you feel about the Lane's lunch uh, explosion I picture? Lane's lunch uh, exploding Anita quite a bit. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's. I, I don't think that's going to be our actual logo, but yeah, no. Ro- it's not exploding cage. It's just exploding double hell. Okay. No ro- okay. So that's like your class. That's the uh, funk setup, not the. Uh, is that August ninety four? Yeah. Okay, so that is the match that that Trevor was talking about. Um, yeah. I have to have to check uh, that uh, out. Osaka Castle, uh, five, uh, f- fifteen thousand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ninety four FMW. They they would sell out like pretty much anywhere they tried. Um, but even in eighty nine, you these crowds are fucking hot. Like, what is the promotion here? How does how does Onita, after being obscure, like just hanging out retired for so long what did he do between retiring in 84 or 85 or whatever and coming back and just selling out well, Not... he got arrested and went into jail for something i know that okay. here's the thing well there's a lot of okay so we the, the long story is i'm almost certainly true that there was uh a lot of yakuza um involvement with ticket sales so that's how so fmw had inflated sales numbers off of that but a lot of you'll hear is like the arenas would be like half full and they wouldn't be because it was just buy the tickets you don't have to show up just Hmm. just someone just comes to your door and says hey uh you know and then just makes whatever profit they do like they tax farm it so i don't know exactly and it's like it does not explain why onita was beloved because he's bluffed. Yeah, he's, yeah, for sure. He's really, a fucking hero. It, it's, he's not like the guy. He's not. I. I don't know. Um, I'm. You know. He's <clears> not. Uh, you know. Uh, Michael Corleone's uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Okay. I'm. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I lost the. <laughs> I lost the thread. Yeah, uh, the fucking in uh, fucking Godfather. Oh, like, oh, oh! Talia Shire's <laughs> wife or yeah, husband. Like, yeah, and he, and, yeah. And Sonny beats beats him up. Okay. Yeah, and he's just like shitty. It's son. been a he's long time. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like someone where it's just like, like someone who's just like a hack, sure. and they're just sort of like put, make sure the make sure the crowds are good. Yeah. Make sure. So, yeah, and I I, I, like, I wonder about <laughs> that because he. They, they, they are, they're like off to the races here, like really quick, but yeah, it, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to be as successful as they appear to be. Like it, who, who could be, I mean, wrestling was hot, obviously in Japan at the time. Um, but like right out the gate there, I did, I did just see, uh, I, not to diverge, but, um, Talking about his political career, coincidentally, his exit from politics was forced by a sex scandal in which he was alleged to have used government accommodations to host a threesome with a pornographic film actress and a female employee of the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation. Um, So Onita's political career ended uh, when he was fucking. What a man. (laughs) Um, You know, that's... A porn star and... uh, a, a female employee of the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation. See, here's the question: <laughs> Do you think the female employee of the Ministry of uh, Employee uh, of <laughs> Land, Infrastructure, land, and Transportation, Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation, was hotter than the porn star? I don't I know. Feel like, I don't here's know. the thing: I feel like she had to have been right. Well, if she's gonna, I, you know, if she's gonna perform at the level of because uh, you assume that Onita could get anyone. He right. could just get two. He, he could have gotten just... two. But see, that maybe that's the thing, is he wanted a contrast. You know? Maybe this he female wa- employee of the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation was a woman that he was wooing, but he he thought maybe she wasn't as adventurous as he would hope. And he... I don't know he if he... Needed, he needed... 
uh, this to be different style. It needs to be different style fight. Yes. <laughs> uh, there we fucking go. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if you've seen the porn from Japan, but it's pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they do some stuff yeah. that's pretty crazy over there. Kevin, have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen these octopi? <laughs> it's all pixelated, Kevin. Um, yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, it good. does. It does. I don't. I, I think that uh, Asian women are very, very beautiful. Um, I would. I. You know what? I'd watch that. This is going to be controversial. I'm going to say something really controversial here. I'd watch a lot more Japanese porn if I could just see their pussies. <laughs> it it's just thoughts it's, on that. Uh, th- thoughts on that, <laughs> um, bro. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send that to our man uh, Shotaro Date. Uh, man, uh, it must be crazy the first time you see a vagina in in Japan because you've only seen it pixelated every time you go on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Japan's a weird place. Oh, um, I don't. Hey, we come on. that in great detail, but not come necessarily. Come on now. <laughs> don't. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, shouts out to. I can't. I, there's a Japanese porn star that I used to like, but I can't remember her name. Uh, I was going to give her a shout out. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, shouts out to Sa- Charlotte Sartre, a friend Charlotte of um, Sartre, Bad yeah. Max and I, uh, who is quarter Chinese. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say close enough, but no. <laughs> it's not. No, I just like doing that to embarrass Bad Max. You know that. Yeah. It's fun. Tell him to get I in the Discord. Greatly by hot jughead Sam. Yeah. Which, you know, I agree. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, jelly fucking gray man. You want to talk about jelly? Let's talk about jelly. Right. Uh, here's the thing. Now, is English funny to you in 2019? Yes, yes. I don't fucking care. It, it, here's it's the written. Thing. I they think wrote it's the hacky, word. But here's the thing. Organically. I don't like it being presented to me. I, yeah, like I don't want a white person own. saying it to me. Like, uh, but I mean, and we're not, we're not over here doing that. We're not saying, uh, I can't even think of an example because it's like, but it's funny. Okay. Before we go any further, at Sushi Onita and Tarzan Goto versus Mitsuhiro Matsunaga and Jelly Grayman. Okay, now it's Jerry Grayman, but it is it's written. It's Jerry Blayman. It's actually. Jerry. Okay, I don't. <laughs> it's very strange. The graphic on screen. Uh, it's Jerry Flynn, by the way. It's Let's just go ahead and say Flynn. It. It's... We're going to call him Jerry Flynn throughout this match. Well, oh, I call. I no, I call him Jelly a bunch, but my notes are a fucking mess. Um, no. It says Jelly Gray Man on the. Both of those are wrong, as far as I know. Jelly, it's very Gray wrong. Man. It's all wrong. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, I, and I had seen this before. I, 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 it, it clicked for me. I remembered laughing at it, but I didn't remember it being Jelly Gray Man. Um, yes, it's it's a, it's very funny here especially because it is written out and you know it's, it's jerry flynn you're putting this this file on you know exactly what's happening the 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 listing of the match on youtube or whatever says jerry and then that graphic pops up and it says jelly gray man and that is fucking funny i don't give a shit it's Can- very funny me, it's I perfectly organic that's the thing it's organic it's fully or- organic is funny mm. you know yeah i was trying to uh, it's, it's more expensive to buy that stuff but you know it goes bad faster but Jelly Gray Man. Jelly fucking Gray Man. We get a... Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we get a classic short montage of the uh, ring crew stringing up the barbed wire while the extremely fucking kumite sounding music plays in the background. Um, and this is so Goto and Matsunaga start. Goto attacks in a way that would make you believe these two had been feuding for years, but I think they'd only met two months before or some shit. Um, yeah, uh, I would assume that yeah, that's that's why Matsunaga guy yeah he got hit. I mean. You know, getting receipts back for that chair shot. Yeah, I, you know, that, so it's interesting. If, if Goto hated him this quickly out of the gate, maybe Matsunaga really is just like a fucking piece of shit. And like he, I, he's I just like a shit just, talker and like a I mean, big dick dude. I think that they're just gonna work in the feud. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe. I choose to believe that this is all a shoot. Um, <laughs> yes. Onita yeah. and Flynn are, um, so this is a tag match with tags, which is interesting. It is. Uh, and, and, it, and it's weird because this ends up somehow uh, team uh, karate the uh, the and because uh, is in their corner uh, wearing a oh I didn't a even notice breaker. I didn't even see yeah him. you see like only one shot of him uh, and the team karate is uh, they make they make this into like a sovereign tag yeah somehow which yeah. is yeah the, hell they're fully heels for sure um, it's so it's interesting because the the way that the wire is set up is very strange. Yeah. Um, they've got regular ropes, you know, just that your, your standard three ropes, not the four, like in the weird boxing ring that we watched earlier. Um, and it's a classic format tag. Man stands in the apron in the corner, right? Waits for the tag. Um, the barbed wire is not wrapped around the ropes. Like you would see, you know, pretty often. Um, it is wrapped around the posts, from yes. from like and basically creating a second layer of ropes but made of barbed wire. So basically Onita and Jerry Flynn, Jelly Gray Man of course, are standing on the apron with the ropes to their front and strands of barbed wire to their backs. It's like extremely unsafe shit. Very wild. Um Yeah. And Matsunaga and and, and Jelly Gray Man, Jerry Flynn are wearing full geese, of course. Um and barefoot. Barefoot, yes, yes, definitely, definitely worth noting. Um, and they, they're basically all kicks. They both seem completely untrained in like the best way possible, especially yes. Jerry Flynn. Looks like he's never taken a bump before. Yes, uh, just long. I mean, he's so much taller than yeah. um, Godo and Anita. Yeah, Jerry Flynn is like, like legit 6'5, six, 6'6. Six, six. He is a big dude. Uh, skinny here, but. Uh, similar in you know, in the the shape that you'd see him later on, just not as much uh, mass. And also in in WCW, who always just wore the the pants, him and Full Gee is so funny. Like the yes. ta- the taller a person is, the funnier the Gee is going to look for sure. Because yes. it's a very um, strange proportion going um, on there. But you know, to uh, alleviate everyone's concerns, his mullet glorious. Yeah, it's it is peak peak Jerry Flynn mullet. Um, we let's see, the the barbed wire spots here are not like super. Nobody's taking bumps into the wire, you know. It's not like yeah, this is it's about. not designed for that. Yeah, but that's that it works in the way that this match happens. Yeah, I mean this is um we should say this is believed to be the first barbed wire death match in Japanese history. I, so I mean, that's... how do you introduce that? We can't just like uh barbed wire's right on the ropes. Okay, like. It's that would be kind of stupid, but it's also the sort of thing where like there's a barbed wire cage, in effect, because 
to stand yeah. on the apron, you have to still be within the barbed wire. Yeah. And so you can touch the ropes and use the ropes to your advantage, but it's like you can't, but you can get trapped in between the ropes of barbed wire. I would be afraid to bounce off the ropes. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I, it's, it seems very easily like you could just slip, like yeah. something could fall back a little bit and you're stuck on your trap. You're just reaching for the tag. You don't like the, and then you like, you turn, you get the tag, you put your leg over, uh, the, the middle rope, you're getting in the ring and the, the, your left leg just catches the wire or whatever. Like there's, it's very scary and it's like not a lot of room for those guys to work the apron. Um, the first barbed wire, uh, spot, I guess, for lack of a better term that we see, uh, Matsunaga is kicking Onita into the ropes. Onita slowly falls backwards. Um, I think between the bottom and the second rope, um, and just sort of, slowly goes back into the barbed wire uh and the crowd is like screaming like women are like losing their shit about this and he gets stuck in it and then um uh jelly gray man is on that side of the ring that's where he was standing in the apron waiting for the tag who just starts delivering some like barefooted stomps to the trapped onita yeah it's it's like it's this is pretty harrowing stuff um matsunaga's kicking him too the ref tries to get in between them, and Matsunaga just kicks it, like, roundhouse kicks the ref in the shoulder. Um, and then, <laughs> A lot oh, of refs getting, yeah. uh, eating shit in this series. Yeah, I, I like it's it. It's real good. I yeah. like it a lot. Onita finally does free himself, and, um, and Matsunaga hits one of the highlights of the match, which is a, just a fuck-ugly front flip heel kick to the back of the neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a capo kick. It is a leaping front flip where the heels just hit... Hit the the bent over Onita in the back of the head. It's so fucking funny. Did you did you like get a kick out of that? Oh yeah, it's every so many gross kicks. Just like just 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 fucking. It's it does not feel like they are pro wrestlers yeah. at all, which is good. I don't yeah. want no. This feels like a war to prove the superior fucking form of fighting. And that's what is... FMW was all about, right? See, I yes. think I think a really interesting conversation that people don't really have often is how much influence that FMW may have had on like modern MMA just because of the UFC being the like the original UFC concept being tournaments where like eight different disciplines uh let's see which one's the the the, the best in a real fight, you know? Um and the different style fight while not a, an invention of Onita, definitely the first person to just make the entire promotion about it. Yeah, and it's it's not. I mean, because you, it's like compare this to uh, UWF. It's like UWF is just they're, they're just like New Japan trainees. Yeah, who just don't want to do like I don't know who don't want to wrestle like Choshu. Yeah, I'm good on them for <laughs> wanting to try a different like version of that thing, but they are still doing a version of that thing, and they're all sort of in the same sphere of of. Uh, of like influence and style, right? I think. Yes. I think like it's, it. and then obviously the way this FMW just gradually becomes less that and more of a of a deathmatch entertainment promotion. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Every part of the, even into the last years of FMW, it's all so fascinating to me. Yes, FM, FMW as like the inventor of the modern uh, indie st- Japanese indie style, but in a wholly positive way, I feel sure. like. I don't think it's, I don't mean that negatively. I mean, it's just like, 
it, the, the way they they could pull it off. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, and you you get you you wouldn't have DDT, uh, you wouldn't have B- Big Japan, but you also like wouldn't have like what's a bad version of that? I, I I'm drawing a blank, but like you wouldn't have any. Uh, you wouldn't have the uh, what was it? you wouldn't have Chango. Was this a fucking Matsunaga Chango? Guts World. You wouldn't have Guts World. That's for goddamn sure. Um, well, not Guts that we we don't have it anymore, anyways. You wouldn't have. I mean, you wouldn't have like like Shango Doi matches. Yeah, which are like just just like I don't know the dumbest possible version of like Tanaka Ganaske. Yeah, yeah. I I as a pretty natural evolution of that. You can you can watch the the um the web of influence branching out from from FMW from all the eras of FMW um i don't know i i think it's a conversation people don't really have very often i don't think people give FMW as much credit in that in that way as they should um this well <laughs> we're looking at the clock we're doing all right um so Goto saves Onita after he gets a front flip kick to the head. Um, elbows the show to the Karate Boys. Onita delivers his awesome punches to Matsunaga uh, before he begins throttling him uh, with his face in the wire. Like he's, yes, he's pushing. He's he's up against the ropes, and he's pushing his head so his his throat is pushing against the rope. Um, and meanwhile, the barbed wire is right in his face as well. Um, uh, let's see. J- uh, Jelly Gray Man comes in, flings like a wild kick over the back of Onita's head, right, right when he's doing that. When, yeah. And so Jerry Flynn's foot basically t- it touches the barbed wire. His bare foot does when he does that kick. It's a wild kick, and it, he just sort of grazes it. Um, and it, I it, just the recklessness that uh, people who wrestle matches bare feet don't seem to ever give a fuck about their feet. No. But, Especially this. Uh, and then, let's see, Onita ends up on the floor somehow while Flynn kicks the shit out of, like, a, breastly, uh, a, fresh, a freshly busted open... Go- I've been drinking. Freshly busted open Goto. Uh, and then uh, probably the, the most harrowing moment of this match happens as Onita is trying to get back in the ring and his right bicep gets stuck in the wire. Um, when he does make it in, his arm is covered in blood and then Jelly Gray Man starts kicking the bloody arm Yeah, and his like gi pants are getting covered in fresh blood as well. Um, th- did he blade his arm while he's out- outside? I don't th- think so. I don't think no? so. No, he had to. No. Oh, it's so much worse if he didn't blade his arm. <laughs> I think, no, I think I, the way those lacerations come up, they look so natural. Yeah. They look like just like barbed wire. I don't, uh, I mean, that, that's, it's like six strands of, strands does, does a disservice. It's, I mean, it's just straight up wires of barbed wire. Yeah. It is, it is a lot of barbed wire. It's, it's nasty. It's, it's, it's tightly it's, wound. It's tight as shit too. It doesn't, it's not, I can't imagine a spot where it would where it would have given without yeah it having been uh, cut yeah yeah and uh, well, even more barbed wire in the next match that we're gonna the last match we're gonna talk about but um, they they spared no expense and they they definitely they were going for a look more than they were going for functionality with a lot of this yeah. stuff um, I do want to say Jerry Flynn has some of the funniest shittiest strikes ever aside from his kicks which are great obviously. He does these really high arching um, hammer fists 
Yes. It's like him. He looks like he's playing whack-a-mole. Like, it looks fucking hilarious. Yes, he's like, he has no idea what to do with his, like, size disparity in a work setting. Yeah. yeah. I would have to assume that the work setting, like, they always said that, like, like Mark Miro couldn't throw a good punch despite being a Golden Gloves boxer sure. just because it's like what how do i throw a worked version of something but it's at the same time it's like that's amateur fighting that's also kind of different i don't know how the how do you do this how this is just so strange like onita is not in his weight class theoretically i don't know what the hell this is it's so bizarre it's cool as hell though it look it, it like his strikes look bad but he just looks so imposing and so freakish for sure for sure um let's see um I gotta. We're gonna. I'm gonna make a time marker here because I gotta go uh, grab Jack because I hear him yelling. So we didn't make it, but we're close. So just hang on for a second. I have more to say about this before we move on. Okay. All right. Sorry. So there's also a point at this at this like last third of this match where Onita keeps looking at his arm. Um, like he's like the face he's making as he is observing the, the state of his bicep and the blood that's pouring out of it is it's very, it's, it's got, it's got a vibe to it. It's got like a real, um, I have it written down as he looks like a guy who just got hit with an artillery shell. Um, he like, it's like some Passchendaele shit, right? He's, yeah. he, he still manages his big desperation lariat though, with the same arm, uh, sp- like just smearing his own blood all over Matsunaga's gi. Um, just, I, I would imagine it's like pretty hard to wash blood out of a, out of a white gi, right? Yes. I like, I liked how in the, um, first of the Aoyagi matches, like, he comes, uh, Onita comes in with, like, the dirtiest fucking tank top. It was, right. uh, it was, it didn't look like he'd washed that in years. Um, I don't know, maybe that was just me. That was the one like... he came out to Great Balls of Fire, right? So maybe yeah. that, was, that was him doing Rockabilly. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this fucking sweat stain. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's just, this is just a, this is a wild match. Um, it's so weird because because of Jerry Flynn, because of the weird setup, um, and it's there's a lot of fire, obviously, from everybody. I think Goto is really good here, and Onita and Goto are both so fucking over. Um, Matsunaga clearly, I mean, he's such a punk. He does like I love those like d- little double stomps he does. Yeah, fairly frequently where it's just like. Such an asshole move, but it looks it looks great. It really gets over that he is a little shit, and you want to see him get his ass whooped. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's the, the it, Matsunaga is like he doesn't like get he doesn't like learn how to be a wrestler for like quite a while, right? Like he was always pretty awkward <laughs> up and oh hello, I've got Jack here by the way now. I know I will cut out the part where I talk about grabbing him, but he's gonna he's gonna talk about Matsunaga, big fan of the hybrid different fight style. Um, yeah, I, I think he gets, it was always good. Matsunaga is always good in, in a sense, but well, he has his knee injury fairly early into his career. I think it's like 92 or 93. Okay. So, and that like kind of like screwed up his mobility for forever. Sure. He always like got like what made him 
like a dynamic force and a presence, but like, um, in terms of like how you like, like learning how to just work the mat or something, you never really like got to the point of that. I, 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 I kind of mean just like the, like general understanding of like wrestling psychology and like when to do what, like, I, I feel like it didn't come in a, in like a, a very natural sense until like 98 or whatever, when he's like wrestling Kuroda or like Hayabusa. And I don't know. Gonosuke is, or not Gonosuke. Fuck. Uh, uh, Matsunaga is like up there with, with Gonosuke for me for like guys that I think fit in this realm. Um, and wouldn't never would have fit anywhere else, you know? Um, yes, if it wasn't like only if they if they were in somewhere else, it only because be because of their rep of being here. Yeah. Kanemura. Yeah, for sure. Kanemura is a fucking. I mean, he's literally a sex pest, right? But also, uh, yeah, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> you would you would assume it if you didn't know it. Um, yeah. What's what's the finish here? It's uh, it's um, it's, Flynn takes the uh, Thunderfire. Right. Right, yeah, okay. Uh, there's also, I, I had written down, I forgot about this, um, and then I shared it in, in one of the groups or in the Discord, uh, that Onita makes this face as he gets his hand caught in the wire, and I wrote down, and it reminds me of something from some movie or TV show, but I can't remember what, and then I realized the face he makes is like the same face the cowardly lion makes when Dorothy bops yes. him on the nose, um, which there's nothing cowardly about Onita, right? But it's, uh, it's a very specific, like, ah, sort of face. Um, his arm is disgusting though. And I, I don't know if he didn't blade that arm, then it really, really bothers me. Um, it doesn't stop him from like getting in that hot tag after Goto fights back with headbutts and he destroys Flynn with the backdrop driver. Um, and then he hits the fire thunder bomb, which looked in this case almost looked more like a crucifix bomb. Um, but these moves all look extra wild because Jelly Gray Man clearly hasn't been taught how to bump. Um, no, um, I have no idea what his experience level was. I assume just because he's there that I assume maybe it, he had to have worked some Florida Indies and then he ends up in sure. PWFG not long after. What's his name there? Is he Jelly there? Uh, no, at that point, at that point, he's just Jerry Flynn. He's just Jerry Flynn. Okay, I've never well, seen that. Well, maybe he's Jelly Flynn. I don't know. <laughs> or, or Jelly Friend. Yeah. Jelly friend. Yeah. All right. Um, we're, we're virgin on the edge here of problematic, but we're, we're not crossing that line. No, uh, according to, uh, Striga, according to Cage Match, so this is canon, I suppose. He, that is his first ever pro match, okay. which, yeah, he doesn't look trained, but at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems so weird that if he was just, yeah, but also since he was trained by Boris Malenko, and it's like, I don't want to fucking, hmm. I, I can't, it's like, but you can't find him in any of the Malenko feds. Right. Other that, uh, Joe and Dean and all those other guys worked, so. What do you think? The work. Like, what I is don't the... know, it's so bizarre. Yeah, like, yeah, what, Joe and, uh, Joe and Dean were, 89, they're working all Japan at this point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what, what is the conversation that it's just like, alright, Jelly, this is Boris talking, alright, Jelly. Um, you're gonna we're gonna send you to Japan, and you're gonna work. You're gonna you're gonna do your pro wrestling debut, and he, and he's like, "All right, boss, who am I? Am I gonna be uh, me and me and Ogawa? Am I wrestling Mitsuo Mamota? Um, because he's got tapes. Jelly Flynn is way into the tapes at this point. He's like, "No, <laughs> no, son, 
You ever, you ever hear that he's a junior heavyweight champion, um, and he's he's got he's got strands of barbed wire, and he's gonna you're gonna have to kick him with bare feet next to the wire. And it's like all right, all right, one day you'll wrestle Goldberg. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, one day you'll yeah you'll you'll work Waylon Mercy on a superstars tape thing. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen times. that. That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm like, I love the fact it's like, yeah, you have the Malenko's. Um, I can find nothing of him working in Florida or something like that. It's very strange. Yeah. And I, I don't, it's very, it's, it's so weird that he ended up here, but it, it's so FMW too. Yeah. Just. Is, uh, it, is this his only match there, or did he? Is he around for the? Is there like is? Was he in other shows believe, around the time? No, time? I think this. I'm certain that this, I think this is his only match there. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, unless you, I, I don't. I don't think he returned um, during one of his periods before, before he signed with uh, WCW. Yeah, I don't. It's just so. But it's just like oh, it's like okay, well, that might be the last time for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it only takes one thunder firebomb on the fucking back of your head. It makes you just kind of say, all right, I think I'm good. Um, oh, this is this is not FMW proper. He showed up in uh, TPW slash uh, on a FMW Tokyo Pro slash Ishikawa Ika promotion, which I don't even understand. Talking about a Jimmy, Jimmy Suzuki thing? No, Tokyo Pro was just... Uh, oh, Tokyo Takashi Pro, Shikawa. okay. Yeah, okay. Taki, Yeah, that was just uh, Takashi Shikawa. So I don't know why a cage match, Striga has to indicate that it's a, um, a Shikawa-promoted thing, too. It's already an Ishikawa thing. He showed up in that, um, okay. in a tag title tournament. Uh, him and Mark Starr, okay. fucking another PWFG Florida motherfucker legend, versus uh, Dekakobo Banke and Kabuki. Okay. Which sounds like a cool match, and the biggest Japan's. Um, yeah. yeah. God damn it, Jack. All right, I'm gonna sit him down um, in uh, in the ball pit over here. So this is gonna this is gonna be some good audio in the next little bit. Uh, I had joked that we were gonna I was gonna record the next one um, while eating food. Uh, instead, I'm gonna record it while my son is in a tiny ball pit next to me. Yeah, it was um, gonna be a mukbang. Yeah, I don't. Want, okay. <laughs> you don't want to know. It's 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 bad. I mean, it's just, just like not, not like problematic. It's just. Is this is this more feel bad? Uh, JAV stuff that we're talking about. Here? Uh, it's a Korean thing. <laughs> oh, okay, even even better. Yeah. Um, also beautiful women. Uh, you know, would love to see them uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they've never seen a pussy over there until the? Until like like they actually because I don't know. My first time seeing a vagina was in in. While watching porn, looking at at magazines, yeah, I think most people, most boys, that is their experience, right? Yeah, so I would say so. So, do Japanese, do young Japanese men not know what it looks like? And this is, <laughs> I'm fascinated but, by this now. <laughs> yeah, you've gone down a bad path. Uh, no, no, Saturday. it is strange though. It is strange to be sure. <laughs> Um, uh, last match, main event time. Main event time. Do you have this as the 7th of February? I have this as, uh, February, uh, 12th. February 12th, okay. I, I had a feeling I wrote that down wrong. It says Sushi Onita versus Masanobu Kurisu. Um, this is barbed wire pits with regular ropes. Um, 
Is that fair to say? Is it? Yes. It seems it's barbed wire pits on all four sides, right? Yes, and it is. It's just bale. It's not even. It's not bales, but it's just like, like fucking tumbleweeds is the only way to. Yeah. Barbed wire. It's 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 a ridiculous lot. looking. It is a lot of fucking barbed and wire. It's a lot. And it's it doesn't seem like it seems like it's fastened down pretty well too. Yeah. So it's like it's not like it's like loose on there, um, and it's like it's all right. So it's like barbed wire boards on the ground that seem like they're maybe elevated slightly, um, maybe even angled at like a very like you know ten degree angle, um, and it's if the if the ring is eighteen or twenty let's say let's say the the ring is twenty feet. Um, these pits are about 16 feet each and go to, uh, from, from the edge of the ring all the way to the feet of the audience. So we're talking yeah. like, what was like 16 by like, I don't know, eight feet on all four sides. And it's just covered. It's a sea of fucking barbed wire down there. Um, this starts with Masanobu Kurisu. Uh, doing similar, like King of the Hill, like refusal of the entrance, like will not let uh, Onita get in the ring, and so he's just beating on him on the apron. Yeah. And and the the wires right there, like the thread is there at the very beginning here. Um, and Kurisu began like once once Onita's in the ring, Kurisu is doing these like these strikes that are he's, he does like a knife edge chop to the side of the head, but he's not turning his hand. And hitting that big yeah. loud like slap sound, it's just he's just using the side of his hand and wrist and forearm on Onita's fucking neck. He does some like overhand lucha style chops that are similar, and the yeah. sounds they make are just disgusting. It's not a pop; but, it's a fucking thud, and it's yeah, it's deafening. It's it's bad. sonic boom shit. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's he's such. I mean, just a dude who just a just. I mean, I, I, I don't. He's the guy who is like so unprofessional that he's completely professional because it's not like he ever did. The, it's not like he ever had a night off. Sure. If yeah. you had a match with him, you knew what you were gonna get. Um, like that's the rule that everybody knows. It's like it's you should be. It's like being a, like a snug, stiff wrestler is ideal, but also you only do it if you're completely willing to take it all back too. Sure, sure, of course. And I don't figure so, like, like, Onita is not the hardest striker in the world, but if, I assume that he had the understanding that if Onita just, like, slugged him one, it was like, yeah, well, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Onita's strikes are really good here, too. I mean, yes. he's got some hard-ass fucking punches and, and boots and stomps. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not, he is not afraid to just put the boots to someone yeah. at any given point. Yeah. That's one well, he has to, he has to to keep up with Carisu. Carisu is like, he is, he is like, his strikes are truly insane. Like, his regular worked punches are so loud. Like, they're have hardly worked. He's like smacking the shit out of him. Um, Onita eventually does get shoved into the wire. He like dangles backwards from the apron, upside down. Um, yeah. and he's just getting stomped by Carisu, who isn't wearing the cowboy boots like he did in the, the Texas death match. He's wearing regular gear. Um, he stomps him in the face and Onita finally falls into the wire. Face uh, first. Yeah. Rolls sort of and lands pretty gently, but still he lands in a pile of wire that is like as dense as he is like it if he yes. laid on the ground next to the wire the wire would be you couldn't see his body 
Like, <laughs> no, it's it's a true bed of barbed wire. Um, and it, yeah, it's not your modern day barbed wire board. Um, he attempts to like climb out, but it's, I don't know. You watch this and you see it on the floor, but it's not until you see a person in it and trying to escape it that you like become aware of what a just a thick mess. That, like it's immersive in that. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> you it's are dense. you. It is like it is. It is a genuine. I, I think they're officially called barricades. That's not. That's not the right word for it at all. Hmm. That's bizarre. This is a pit. This is a full pit. It's like mud. It's like yeah. fucking barbed wire mud. It's like, um. If, if, so yeah, if I, I called the previous match Passchendaele, this is fucking Verdun, right? Yeah. Like. It this is a this is a nightmare. It is a fucking it is a meat grinder in the sense that they called those battles in World War One meat grinders, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, Carisu Carisu continues to play the big dick and Onita is trying to get back in the ring, trying to climb out of the wire, but the fucking the asshole keeps kicking him in the face, shoving him back into it. Um <laughs> Yeah. He falls back first, flat into the wire then. Uh, this time when he tries to get up, some of the wire comes up with him, and he finally does rip it away. There are tears in his singlet on the back and the front, on the chest yes, and the back. Yes, I can't recall if it's the, uh, which side, uh, if it's from his, on his front or his back, but you get a shot right Of another scar. Glass. Yeah, and it's, it's so deep. It's, it's just, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, he's had his front and back ripped up in this match, and you see, yeah, they show from the previous times he did shit like this, you know? It's... And the, the 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 rips of the singlet, and then the wounds underneath, um, and then we get a good good moment here where uh, Karisu goes for the baseball slide drop kick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Onita just grabs his foot and starts dragging him out. Yeah. Um, he like he catches the one foot and he's like shit, and then he like switches he switches to the underfoot because he knows, it, and it's so like it works in a way because it doesn't feel like a spot like. Like that got screwed up or something. It feels just like survival. Yeah. Like he gave me this one opportunity. Like I don't know if it was planned or not. I don't care. That's that keeps coming up because a lot of this is very subtle in the way it goes, but also leads itself to those big storytelling things. I think matches that are really that I get into that um, lend themselves to that. I think a lot of. Um, Antonio Honda versus Dick Togo, where there's so many moments in that match sure. where things like all like they like the way if something like the way that uh, Honda hits uh, a tiger suplex, if he gets like it, if he gets uh, a hold of the pin like half a second faster, he wins the match or something. Yeah, and stuff that we're, like, we're maybe reading too far into, but maybe but not. It does, like, and it's like one of those things where it kind of where I ultimately fall onto. It doesn't matter how much we're reading into it because it's the reality of just the way it looked. It yeah, looked it's, it's cool. all there. It's it's, it's all not there in like, a sense. It's not someone just make making a fucking face into the camera. Yeah. Where and then you have to interpret that as like no, this is a physical action of someone getting dragged into barb fucking wire. It's like, like just to be certain- clear, the the moment you're talking about here is when uh, Carisi goes for the baseball slide. Onita grabs him, and then he's holding on to one leg, and he has to switch it up because he realizes that the spot isn't going to work if he pulls from that leg. Is that right? Well, it's like he has the, but yeah, but in real time, it's like if if like if the, like as they shoot, that's like the leg is draped is draped over the rope, and yeah. it's like 
I can't pull him through that way. Yeah, That's he's sort of crotched. Yeah, he's got one leg over the to- over the bottom rope and one leg under the bottom rope. Right? Yeah, so I have to yeah, so I have to switch. I have to move his legs around. Yeah, but I, but I can hold him down at the same time. So it's not it's, like I'm so, going to yeah. free him. He's still screwed. That feels very, like adaptive, like you know, just intense fighting. Like you know, if you're yes, if 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 one of the fucking if you're if you're <laughs> let's talk about Verdun. If the, if the guy if one of the stormtroopers like ends up in your fucking bunker or you know like you're 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 trying to you're trying to defend close quarters combat you're you're not prepared for like whatever you've planned whatever training you've gone through you know it's it's going to change because you're you're in a situation where the guy's right in front of you you you've got the the fucking whole world of destruction to your back you can you just have to tug at whatever's there and figure out in real time what's happening I, like you yeah, you, you, you think, can plan this spot where's my bayonet after like how do i get where the fuck is this guy yeah where the fuck this guy end up? do i even have room to extend this bayonet in this in this trench that is like very small and covered with the fucking stinking corpses of my comrades like is there even room for me to get this fucking bayonet horizontal to stab this motherfucker yeah it's it's like that Basically, <laughs> this is the, is the psalm was the one with like the um, fuck, I need to I got to listen to that podcast. I really got to do that because it's, it's my shit. Um, yeah, I always love I was I love World War One, big World War One fan, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I, I want to start um, figuring out the the, uh, the Dan Carlin uh, narration voice compared to the Dan Carlin. Um, uh, like memoir reading voice, yes. you know where you like he's like, and I'll quote, the thing was doing this, and then the things were happening, and the sky was falling down. You know, it's like yes, end quote, and they, you know, like that's the funniest shit. I love that guy. Um, yeah, Carisu gets pulled in, right? Uh, Carisu yeah. clinging desperately to the bottom rope. Onita tugs his old, and I have just I have a few names written down. Okay, you want to talk about Masanobu Carisu? You can join me. Um, Onita tugs his old deep sea fishing boat tour looking ass into the fucking <laughs> in, into the wire. Uh, Karisu falls, but only sort of contacts the edge of the pit. Uh, yes, which is very which is good. I mean, in a way, it's it's puts off it like this is a match where you have to establish that there are no preset like. Oh, this is how you fall into wire. Yeah, thing like so some like someone. Takes a bad fall into it, but someone might take a, a fall where they don't get completely ripped to fucking shreds. Sure, by comparison. Yeah, I think and the... that that's good. That's good. It doesn't matter if intentional or not. It it works through the story. A lot yeah. of this is sort of done uh, ca- like you know uh, haphazard. That's fine. That's that develops like the narrative is going to develop out of the spots. You're not fitting the spots into the narrative. Yeah, yeah. It's like if this happened in front of a CZW crowd and he fell like that, they'd chant like "You're a pussy" or whatever. But like that's but not the also point. Be like in 2012. Yeah, right. So like this is 1990. Nobody knows how the hell this happened. Like what this is, what you're supposed to do here. So it's like, uh, and also, how can you necessarily see how he fell anyway if you're in the crowd? So it doesn't matter. It just looks fucking gnarly. Right. Also, he's still getting pulled off the like from the ring to the floor. That's not good. Yeah, it's 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 not a good fall either way. Um, yeah, I, I it also keep yourself safe, you know, whatever. Um, back in 
Oneida hits a flying headbutt. Carisi just gets up and immediately goes back on offense. Um, yeah, that's funny, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Here, come up here. Um, he just casually just uh, shoves Onita back out to the floor on the side where the camera never shows it. So you just have to assume there's wire in the floor based on the way people are screaming about it, right? Yeah. Um, and then Onita seems like he doesn't even, like want to stand up there like it's high enough the wire is so high that it's like it like bites at your ankles and like even your knees um but he's out there and he manages to pull Karisu uh once more into the shit into the fucking muck um and this is the thing i think we had talked about in our very first episode uh ozaki versus kudo is that right Yes. Um, the the idea that you will stand there and put yourself in the in the shit if you can pull your opponent in too. Um, and yes, use... you're going to get the the rush of having won that momentary battle. Yeah, that doesn't matter that you're also feeling the pain of it, and you get and then they have to deal with it too. So you go back on like you gain the advantage no matter what. Yeah, yeah, like you have to do it. It's like a self sacrifice, but it's, it's tactical. It's... You foul the guy and take the free throws um, because he would have passed it around. And he would, you know, somebody would have hit a three or whatever. You, you, yeah. You're taking the clock stoppage. Like you're, there's plenty of reasons to do a thing like this in in, in competition. Uh, this just happens to also be the psalm. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so what's what have we got here? I got a, I got I got some more notes, but they they became kind of weird here. Um, the, one of the highlights here is once they get back up. Uh, Karisu is on the apron. Onita is on the inside of the ring and he grabs Karisu's head and starts, he appears to bust him open hard way by hitting, hitting Karisu's forehead against the turnbuckle repeatedly yeah. and not the pad. Okay. Not the turnbuckle pad and not the, the, the piece of metal that's underneath the pad, the sort of, uh, hook there. Um, the, I'm talking about the actual buckle, the, the bolt, the long metal piece that connects the yes. ropes to the posts. Um, <laughs> a stiff piece of metal that does not move. Onita hits his head on it like four times. You see the blood start to form on Karisu's forehead. And then Karisu does the ultimate Fujiwara tough guy shit. As Onita's walking away, he just headbutts him like the, the thing himself. Just to show yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. Like, Mrs. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Gives No Fucks, Masanobu Karisu. Um, He's so fucking good. He's such a fucking dick. He's, he, the uh, ref what? looks at him, and the ref is even like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, Karisu is... I, I I think Karisu might be my favorite wrestler of all time that I've seen, like, three matches from. Like, yeah, I, I've it's, seen Yeah, it's funny little. to see him and just be like, oh, this is... This is what, how Minoru Suzuki became the murder grandpa. It's just a bad, for, uh, like a, a mediocre version of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, for oh. sure. If it, it, That's the thing is, oh, hey, hello, God. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, you're on the podcast. We're talking about Masanobu Karisu. You want to take him? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. You say hi to the fans. Hello, of... wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost done. Um, he uh, He is like a... Watching him wrestle in like that 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 Texas Death Match that tag was the first time I ever saw him, and he seemed like such a natural in that environment and wearing the fucking like you know cowboy boots and you know whipping the flannel pe- yeah the flannel shirt and the fucking jeans of the belt all that it's so funny yeah like he's he's just going 
like just going out for groceries. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's he's got his gun in the car though, so you know. Yeah. Um, he wearing this the trunks and the and the wrestling boots. He doesn't look any less scary. Like he is still he is definitely he is like an old school. Like I love to watch him versus Greg Valentine. Yeah, I always I always especially because of the team he had with. Um, and when he has this uh, little return run to New Japan, which kicks a lot of ass, him and Animal Hamaguchi, I always thought they looked a lot like Doom Patrol. Um, he looks like huh. Dickinson. And Animal Hamaguchi. Is that like 94? Like, no, it's like 90, uh, 91. Oh, it's right after this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never and, seen that. And like, he was so, like, he was so short and squat. He looks like Jock. And it's like, he does, and it's like, just like the dickishness. I mean, it's so easy to say, like, like oh, it's Chris Dickinson. But like, no, he does. He, he's huh. such an asshole. And. He looks and Carisu like the red. Dickinson. Yeah. Kurisu Dickinson. Did you hear what I said? I did hear you. Kurisu. Let's wrap it up, fellas. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. Let's go ahead. We, I mean, no, this I, match is fucking great. Yeah. I, I like when Kurisu, um, uh, like, teases coming off the top rope to do yeah. the so, so I don't even know what that was. There's two spots like that. Um, Kurisu, at some point, I can't stop thinking of Carisu Dickinson now. God damn it. Um, maybe that's the title. Carisu Dickinson and Jelly Greyman. <laughs> um, he put he lifts Onita, puts him on the top rope, and uh, the crowd, like, gasps. Because I guess yeah. there's, you know, barbed wire on each side. Yes, uh, it has have, like, the threat of, like, oh, this is going to be some shit. But also then, like... Watching this now, you're like, it's just 1990. Yeah, nobody's gonna that, do. That. Yeah, even even if that match took place now, it's not like there's a table outside. That's a sheer drop. The only people who are doing that are like Kasai and Takeda. Um, yeah, but he he hits a he hits with a superplex, which and then like a proper all feet on the top rope superplex, not you know not a halfway up, and he basically dead like deadlifts him over. Like it's a fucking hell of a superplex. Um, and he locks in the half crab, a favorite of Onita's, of course, and then gives him a soccer kick right in the same spot where the gash is, and just unceremoniously shoves him into the pit, uh, which I, I have written down as the eastern pit because I believe I saw the sign and Corkin was the east sign. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I will say him just shoving him off of the apron, um, and just like the nonchalance that he does some of the stuff with. Um, the scene in Deadwood, early season, like one where, uh, the widow Garrett's husband gets thrown off of the cliff. <laughs> uh, it's like very yeah. like, uh, Dan, Dan Doherty, who we've talked about on the show, friend of the show, uh, W world Brown. Oh, Brown. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just sort of like casually throws him off of there, turns around and walks away. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Masanobu Karisu is, is like a Dan Doherty type. He's a lot closer to like, uh. Oh, is he? A, he's not a George Hurst, is he? No, he's more of a mini. Who did we say was Francis Wolcott? Uh, shit, I forgot. Um, dead-eyed motherfucker. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah, in a minute, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 some real. Uh, he, he's some real like old west like piece of shit, and it's not just because he fucking wears cowboy boots. He has no. he has like a real um, you know, like neo-realism western type of thing going on like he's like if masanobu kurisu was like a guy that uh what's his name guy pierce had to fight in the proposition 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I would buy it. I would totally buy it. He is a scary, like, outlaw dude. Um, and yeah, this is when, so Onita's out in the, in the pit down there, and this is when Carisu goes and stands on the top rope. Uh, the crowd gasps because, you know, but he's not going to do, a, like earlier, he's not going to do a fucking tornado. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he's just surveying the land, uh, sort of, you know, like, look at what I've done. I, I don't, I don't know what his plan was. I don't I think he just, he just got up there and jumped down. Right. Yeah. Um, Onita then climbs to the apron. They slug it out. Onita wins with one of his insane headbutts. Um, but the headbutts that Onita's doing here. Oh, this is an insane sp- sequence. Yeah, this might be the, this is, might be our gif actually. Because, I was thinking that exact same thing. Yeah, he's he's holding onto the top rope. He's leaning backwards above the pit of barbed wire, and then pulling himself forward with the ropes, effectively launching all of his body weight behind his skull as he crashes into Carisu's face, and he does that like four times. Yeah. Just bashing his face. Um, and then, yeah, he climbs in, hits the big DDT. Uh, then one of the nuttiest Thunderfire bombs I've ever seen. Uh, like, just this old fucking Bear Grylls motherfucker landing around in the back of his stiff-ass, thick-ass uh, football player neck. Yes. Um, we And then he kicks out at 2.9, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, Onita hits the second one, and that's the three. Except Karisu kicks out the fucking second that the ref's uh, hand hits hits the mat for the three count. Because Karisu is a, he's a fucking old hard ass, you know? He's, uh, he just took, he took, like, two Viagra before this match, and he's fucking, it just kicked in. Like, <laughs> he's, uh, he kicks it exactly three and preserves himself like he's Hulk Hogan or some shit. Uh, it kicks it. It's so good. It's just, and you know, that's, that's how you get that damn, uh, Texas death match street fight. How well, they hug afterwards. Get there? That's the thing. They yeah. embrace after the match, which is really weird because yeah, uh, a, a month and a half later, i covered on one of our earlier shows, one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, Onita and, and Tarzan Goto face Karisu and the dragon master, Kendo Nagasaki, Nagasaki, um, in that, one of the wildest 10 minute matches ever. And, but they hug after this match. So what happened in between here and April? Like it's called being a professional. It's, it's, sure. you know, it's, it's called the, taking a lot of Viagra. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the old West, you know, you, you gotta, you know, t- things don't change. That has nothing to do with the old West. That's notorious B.I.G. song, but still, sure. Um, he's an outlaw. He's an outlaw in his own way. He was. Yeah. I, I I wonder, like, I don't know. I, I wonder how they, if Onita, he did this big main event, Cork and Hall, right? Did he just enjoy the match? Like, did he, it, it was just like, we got to do this again. We got to do it, like, even crazier. Because that Texas death match, if people haven't watched that, if you haven't, like, been, if you haven't listened to every episode of our show, which I'm, it's fine, you don't have to do <laughs> please don't. Um, but if you, if you've never seen that, that it's from April 1st, I think, 1990, and it's a Texas death match and it's it's fucking crazy and it has this intensity level like that very few matches I've ever seen have. And this match here is very intense, obviously, but it's this is a very structured match. This is not a crazy fucking tornado tag like that is. It's it's cool I don't know, it's cool to see Carisu. I, I've seen so little of him. I had seen this match before. The tag. Um what Maybe one other match. Maybe one other match. I'm not even sure if I've seen another match. Um, His New Japan stuff 
from uh, is real, real good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe you know, maybe one day we'll do like a our favorites like B sides show or whatever, where we just we finally fit in another like kill killer Carl Cox match or we'll do like an all we'll do like the all we'll do like an all star sh- episode. It'll yeah. just be like as many we'll get as many uh, people on the show as we can. Just yeah. like that that we would never get to talk series. about another time. Yeah, when the fuck are we gonna talk about uh, like uh, Hiro Saito? Yeah. I don't know when the hell we are, but I love that guy. Here's he's like, in a match of Karisu. He's in a, yeah, it's the Karisu match. I was just about to say, I've seen that. That's the third match. Yeah, that match is great. There you That's go. Right, write it down. There's a tag with them and re- with him, of Karisu and Rio Mikao that I've never fucking seen that we got to find. Uh, it's all the scummy indie guys gonna, versus uh, all the scummy regular guys on Karisu's team we're not, we're in that one that. match. This we got to find that. It was all, you know, it was a sumo Who's going to help that. you find that? <laughs> We're gonna find that it was at Sumo Hall that year. That okay. exists. Okay. That was on tape. Oh. <laughs> I uh, I want to watch more Karisu. I just want to watch more yeah. Anita. I, I I think I don't want to you know just make this the FMW podcast. We're not Stephen A. But like I would like to. I would like to. Anita think... is constantly fun to revisit. Yeah, he's he is a he is a, a a bright ray of sunshine on a cloudy day because he he just. He evokes like the feelings of, I mean, you've like if you've ever been at like your worst possible state, and like this is not a thing that ever happens in the real world where you're like, okay, I gotta pull myself up by the whole fucking bootstraps, and um, and and I gotta power through this and make something of of this bad situation. Like every Onita is him doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Every single Onita match is like him staring death in the face and saying "not today" or whatever, right? And yeah. I, I think that's um, that's obviously a classic story in like fiction, right? But in wrestling, you, you don't often get like such a, a a sincere like sense of of desperation and danger, even in the most dangerous matches. The guy getting the shit kicked out of him and making the comeback very rarely feels like he's right there at the edge. You know, Ruben Steele did it when he faced Masada, right? Yeah. Uh, Antonio Honda did it when he, <laughs> you know, when he faced Dick Togo. It's a, it's a rare thing. And Onita is a fucking master of that. Yes. Yeah. I've decided accurately or not that uh, you were using uh, Francis Wolcott to describe Wes Barkley. Oh, yeah, okay. Shouts out, Maserati West. I don't think that's accurate, West. but uh, we do love Maserati West. Uh, anyway, uh, you know how we would sum was... this episode up? Because you have things to take care of, I suppose. Oh, no, it's uh, it's fine. She's got them. I can you know, do another she's three. She's proud. Um, well, she's, she was asleep. She got a nap. Everybody got a nap. Yeah. I'm, I'm just doing a podcast. Here's the thing. Uh, she's playing about FMW. It kicks ass. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, but it's also like stuff we can't find, like... Like Joe LaDuke and Dick Murdoch. Like, I've seen some of that early Joe, Joe LaDuke stuff. I've seen a 89 uh, FMW Joe LaDuke match. That There was an old thread on, on Death Valley Driver that had a bunch of Media Fire or Mega Upload links. Some yeah, of this stuff a, was out there. It's not, yeah, and it's hard, but it's just like hard to find on this. But it's like, ultimately, this is just like, this is just an Onita episode. This is the origin of the frontier. Yeah. This is the final frontier being meet. But it's that's not true at all. We have so much more FMW, and then what FMW gave us, and it's it's great. It's always fun. We haven't it's covered always... a single uh, exploding anus death match. God. Yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about Fuki once. No, we haven't. 
There's you gotta a... fucking talk about food. I mean, love that that motherfucker so yeah. much, man. Oh, uh, we can I, talk about Kanisuke. Right. I, I, I think that, um, I don't know, my favorite Fuyuki stuff is him in All Japan, to be honest. It, but, Footloose, yeah. Yeah, Footloose, but... him and, him and Kawada, but, um, we'll get there maybe. Who knows? Um, I, I'm sorry we didn't do one of these. We just like none of these shows for like a month and a half. Like I, I feel yes. I, I don't feel bad, but like I miss doing it because it's it's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's real hard to sit here for three hours and talk about wrestling. You know, that's that's a lot of work. <laughs> people people don't realize that, Bix. Yeah, for sure. Um, my 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 wrinkly old balls are quite sweaty after sitting here for this long. Um, but I. I like doing it. Uh, I like, you know, I like popping a couple Viagra and just sitting down and doing this fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for doing it with me. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>